Welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, the the first real episode of uh, Please Feel Free. Uh, I'm your host. One half of your host, Kevin Soldo, and the other half here is Taylor Palmer. Hey, guys. And uh, we have a very uh, special guest today. Uh, she hails all the way from Toronto, so not far at all. And uh, she's here with us to discuss uh, a lot of things uh, holistic and uh, nutrition. Uh, very special guest with us, uh, Maggie Janofsky. Uh, say hello, Maggie. Hello. Um, <laughs> Welcome. You are a... Uh, how do you define yourself? So I am a holistic practitioner and a shamanic practitioner, um, or I guess more specifically a, a holistic nutritionist. And um, so, so basically what I do is I look to, you know, assist people regain their sovereignty um, through mind, body, and soul. So I look, uh, I look under the surface, I look at symptoms, and then um, I, try to go, I try to go pretty deep and assess um, how to heal basically from all facets of the human. Okay. Yep. Uh, that sounds like a tough job. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's a really fun job. Um, and I've been in, I guess, the health and wellness field for over 15 years. I actually started doing um, uh, sort of like wellness work when I was about 16. And I'm 37 now, so I've been doing it for quite some time. Um, and then, you know, took a break, went into some corporate work, um, and just was kind of studying on the side. But yeah, I've been in health for, you know, quite some time. And what was, what was your journey to get into that? What made mm -hmm. you want to dive into that field specifically? So, yeah, when I was, I was working at a gym, uh, when I was 16 and I started, <laughs> I started, you know, I was like washing towels, like doing reception, cleaning the floors, like cleaning toilets. You weren't the one tricking people into, uh, gym memberships, were you? I got to that. Okay. I got to that. Yeah. I, was, I got to that. So I was doing, doing the reception and, you know, the grunt work for quite some time. And then at 18, I started helping, uh, manage a co-ed, a co-ed gym in Scarborough, so I was doing that, and uh, that's when I got into, yep, yep, um, selling the memberships and, <laughs> and basically ripping people off. You know, you sign them up, you don't, you don't see them again for the rest of the year. But Those are the best members. The best. Yeah, yeah. The for best the gym, ones. the best, yeah. right? Um, they take up the least amount of space. Least amount of work. And give the most money in return. Absolutely, that's great. absolutely. <laughs> and that was at a time when, like, working out was not... It wasn't a, a thing yet, right? So good life was just coming onto the scene. Like I'm, I'm aging myself, but you know, working out was in, like gyms were not on every corner. So it was, uh, it was fun, you know, like calling people from the phone book, you know, trying to get people in. Um, so yeah, and then you know, I was, I actually lived in Switzerland for a couple of years. So really, yeah. How was that? Yeah, was, was that an eye-opening perspective? I'm like in love. I'm obsessed with Switzerland. Oh yeah, and I, was, I have no idea why. <laughs> I've never been. I've never, but I just know I love it there. Yeah, everything I see so, is it's beautiful. Really, I don't know how they're doing now with everything with like the masking and, and COVID and stuff, right? But um, yeah, just just amazing. I mean, I lived in the like literally in the Alps, so there was um, a dairy farm and, and there were goats and. Oh. It was just beautiful. So I spent most of my 20s, early to mid 20s, traveling and 
um, you know, not having any money and not caring because you were kind of just like a, a, a world traveler, right? A free spirit. A, a totally a free spirit. Running so around. my friends were in university and I was like, forget this. I'm going to, I'm so going to go you, abroad. You didn't do university or anything like that? You saw, you saw better than that right away? Um, I started. So before I left, I, I was at U of T for a little bit. I was there for, um, uh, God, English literature. And uh, I was I was always challenging the professors, right? It just it, it didn't <laughs> it didn't go well for me. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do. It just wasn't for me. Too many rules. Too many restrictions. Yeah, um, they really don't like students that ask questions. No, you would and you really think, think otherwise in university. Yeah, right? yeah. you think. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. in elementary school they always told you there's no such thing as a dumb question. Yeah, and then there it seems is. like yeah, the second you become an adult, <laughs> they just go shut the fuck yeah. up and get to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't, it just wasn't for me. So I thought, okay, forget this. I'm, I just, I'll just leave. And, uh, and then I was just working, right? I was working. I I went to Switzerland. I taught, um, you know, little kids English, even though I wasn't, you know, an an actual teacher. Um, you were doing that in Switzerland, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And I just like made my way. And I mean, there's a whole story behind it, but it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, when you teach them English, I, I've always considered this. When you teach them English, I mean, it was not official English teaching, right? But. right no, I know, but but you're still teaching them a language, <laughs> yeah, right. So you're not doing mm. it with books and and all mm. that, but you're doing it just like communication, speaking, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you do those things, do you find that there's still? Because I've always thought about it teaching overseas English, but do you find that there's still an opportunity to help um, de brainwash these kids, deprogram them? Like, do you do you still get to like? Can you slip stuff in? Well, not do you know what I mean? I especially because you I didn't. didn't. Okay, no, that's I always was, my focus. I was just trying to do it as properly, you know, as proper as I could. Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Guess, right, and just you know, just little kids, right? So it was just little words here and there. And oh, but that's when their brains are super absorbent. That's the easiest way to get them. I know. Deprogrammed, but, uh, but you didn't do that. That's okay. I didn't. I didn't Early do that. 20s. I was. Yeah, I was. I was very young, and. Um, and so, yeah, so it was fun. And it was actually at that time that I started doing holistic nutrition training mm. because the lifestyle there, I mean, if you want milk, you just, you know, my neighbors would basically just go out to the farm, like go out to the cows, milk the cow and bring, you know, the the milk in and drink it. So mm. uh, the food was, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, but it never bothered my stomach. I mean, the eggs were fresh. The food was fresh. The veggies were fresh. It was like... Um, I realized um, the benefits. Sorry, was everything um, unpasteurized? I so yes, it's a it's a crime to say that unpasteurized milk was drunk. But yes, I did drink it. No, no, that's because from what I'm hearing, unpasteurized way. everything, whether it's whether it's nuts, milk, whatever you're unpasteurizes. Yeah. you don't want the food being because it ruins Heated. the nutrition. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's yes. what. Okay. Heat, yeah. So that's interesting because mm-hmm. I've I've always noticed that too. I'm I've always been lactose intolerant. That's what got me away from milk mm-hmm. and dairy in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could never handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting that when you look at the system here and the way it's done, mm-hmm. it uh, it almost seems like it's very counterproductive here. It is like if people have dairy here, I just say. Um, just you know make sure it's organic because you can't find uh, unpasteurized milk in the store it's it's yeah. uh, people are afraid it's are gonna get, yeah, yeah they're afraid people are going to get botulism and sue them is really what mm. it is right? right right so um so yeah so it was great so i was healthy and i thought okay you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do distance learning 
and I'm going to start doing that. So I was like full, like just throwing myself into the holistic training. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, that's when I sort of started to feel, I wouldn't say I started to feel sick, but I started to feel, you know, really tired, um, you know, really drained. I was having like, you know, female problems, menstrual problems, irregularities. And I just, Suckers. I knew something just wasn't right. And so I'd go home, um, in the summer and I'd see my family. And that's when I said to my mom, I said, you know, like, I think, I think something might be wrong. I just, I don't feel right. And, you know, like there's an eight hour, uh, you know, flight to get from here to Switzerland. The time difference is just massive. So, you know, you can just easily equate it to, you know, just, you know, traveling abroad. Right. Mm. Um, so I just kind of let it go for a bit and I let it go actually for many, many years, um, where I, I was just not feeling myself (laughs) and then I'd feel better and then I wouldn't feel good. So finally I just, uh, I just came back one summer and I just said, Oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. They did like all, you know, a whole range of blood work and Again, nothing so unusual. Like you're a woman, you're feeling tired, mm-hmm. you're traveling, could be anything, right? And um, and then I was probably 22, 22, when um, you know the doctor called me in and she said, okay, uh, you know, do you want to bring someone with you? And that's when you know nobody wants to get a call from a doctor mm-hmm. saying, yeah, we need to come in and go over test results. You should bring someone with you, right? Jeez. But I was so young. Um, that I, I, and 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 I've always been this way. I've always been like, I'll just do it myself. So I said to my mom, yeah, I'm fine to go. I was also, uh, with, in a very serious relationship at the time and he was back in Europe. So, uh, you know, he wasn't here. So I said, that's fine. I'll go. It's nothing. And that's when, you know, I went in and the doctor said, okay, um, so you're completely infertile. You'll never have children. Um, you also have like the beginning of osteo, uh, you have osteopenia basically. Uh, so your bones are just really frail. Um, Mm. and you know, you, you're probably going to have like, you know, heart problems. And she just started to list off all of these things associated with this illness. And, um, and it was just devastating, right? Like, you know, this is where the mainstream, you know, Westernized medical system is, you know, one of the places that it's just so poor, right, is sort of Mm. the bedside manner, delivering the information. Mm. So obviously, you know, I'm 22, I'm sitting there, I'm, you know, I, I I just start crying, right? I'm just in tears, just, you know, my boyfriend and I had, you know, we had bought a house. And, you know, that's when everyone normally would be settling down, maybe you're thinking maybe getting married in a couple of years. And I was in that, right? That sort of was the plan. And, um, and, yeah, I was just devastated. I mean, I was just, just completely devastated. So I just, so, so she looked at her watch and the doctor said, you know, I need to see another patient. Maybe you can, maybe you could just go outside and cry alone. alone." And she said, oh, here's, you know, here's some, here are some like psychiatrists and, you know, mental health professionals you can talk to. You might need it. I wish you all the best. And, um, and so I left and, you know, I, I called my mom and I said, well, I just got this diagnosis. And she was like, you know, what? And, and that sort of started the process of, um, of, you know, doing a lot more tests, going to a lot more doctors, getting put in touch with a lot of specialists and, uh, you know, figuring out what I had, which is premature ovarian failure. 
premature ovarian, ovarian failure. failure. Yeah. Now, what what exactly is that's so, exactly what it sounds like? Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds they like. So the doctors up. have said that that's actually a ter. The doctors recently have changed that term because they said it's uh it, it's not a a very nice term to use. So they've changed failure to insufficiency. Mm. Um, but basically, you know, what it means is it's just a, a complete cessation of like ovarian function for anyone under the age of 40. So they just classify it as, you know, just failure. Um, and then it's associated with other issues. So you have, you know, a higher incidence of certain cancers, um, uh, you know, issues with the uterus, issues with the heart, potentially like so there's all kinds of things that kind of happen because all that it is it's a complete imbalance of the normal of hormones of the the female hormones right Mm -hmm. and hormones control everything in the body i mean Mm -hmm. you have it's it's amazing right you have your hormones just a little bit off kilter and you can feel like death right wow so they're so crucial to the workings of the body um and so anyway so yeah it was just devastating and Um, yeah, I went through like a terrible, I guess you could call it like a dark night of the soul, right? I mean, Mm. I, I had like terrible depression. I mean, also no one knew what this was, right? I mean, even the doctors. At any point when they're, when they're giving you all these tests, are they, because did they have any goal in mind to figure out why, or were they just trying to figure out how to stop it or, you know, uh, tone it down or suppress it like were they were they interested in knowing like what caused this so, well i mean some of them i guess you know it was kind of also at a time where it, it it's a very rare right so only i think at that time i i, I don't even want to quote the statistics but it was a, it's a, it's extremely rare to begin with and then someone my age having it um is even you know there's even a lower percentage so I mean, for them, they were just concerned about my health, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So they just wanted me to um, basically to, to not die early and yeah. to not get cancer and to, um, you know, to start home hormone replacement therapy so that my bones, you know, got got better. And luckily, I was already working out. I was doing weight training and I was running. So they said, you know, that that was also good for me. And I had started my studies and stuff. So I was kind of... You know, I kind of knew what I had to do. I knew I had to eat properly. I knew I had to take care of myself. I mean, things that I was doing. Um, but they've never found out what caused it. So it's it's um, classified as like I'm an unknown case. Um, so when you were when you were yeah. doing all those things, when you were going through that, yeah. Um, and and you started to uh, confront it yourself. Did you mm-hmm. notice that there were any things? Um, like, were you doing anything wrong in your own perspective? Like, did you notice that? Like, did you make, did you have to make major changes in order major to take changes. that? So, so what yeah. were those changes? Like, what did you notice that were one of the things that you were doing wrong, sort of? So I think, you know, this is where um, I think people start to lose, you know, you lose pieces of yourself when mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything quite like dealing with a health problem. Mm-hmm. So there's many way there's many reasons why we have dark nights of the soul or lose our sovereignty, lose our faith in ourselves. I mean, it could be a really terrible breakup, it could be um you know, an abusive situation. I mean, it could be, you know, losing all of your money, like there are so many things, but I think going through, 
you know, a really terrible medical situation, you start to realize how much your emotional, your mental health is, mm-hmm. is so crucial. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're young, we don't have, we don't have the skill set, right. To necessarily take care of ourselves. We don't know. We don't know what we're doing. I mean, you're, we don't know. Right. So no, and we're being guided poorly, guided mm-hmm. poorly, the yeah. doctors, and this is where the disconnect with the doctors is. They just, they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so at that time, I had also, also my, my boyfriend and I at that time had broke, we were, we had been dating for six years and uh, we, we actually ended our relationship just a few weeks into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So we had a house and, um, you know, he called the lawyers in and, and unfortunately went through that whole process. So we actually ended up eventually breaking up and I, uh, he, he got, the, he basically got everything. He took the house and I, it was just an awful time. It was an awful time. Mm-hmm. And, um. And yeah, like I, I took basically what I went into the relationship with and I had to find an apartment. And, you know, I remember my mom lending me the money so that I could, you know, have a place to live. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was just a bad time. And so that was when I went to see, OK, a mental health professional. And the first thing they said was, you know, here are some pills to make you feel better. <laughs> right. Brutal. And uh, and I said, well. <laughs> And at that time, do you know time, what kind of pills? Antidepressants. Okay. Yeah, antidepressants. Yeah, it's never and, good. They're not giving you MDMA or, or LSD <laughs> no. or anything. No, no, not yeah. yet. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I said, um, I said, okay. I said, you know, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of more holistic. And she, she kind of laughed, right? Because you know, it was hilarious at that time. And I said, so, you know, maybe there's a more natural way to do things. And she said, look, like you have a lot of work to do. This is a really difficult time. And I said, yeah, I, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't want it. I don't want to take the drugs. And she said, well, you have two options. She said, you can, you can take the drugs and feel a lot better in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, or you can do the hard work. Mm. I can refer you to a psychotherapist and you know, you can, you can find your way. And I said, that sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. So, I started seeing a psychotherapist and, you know, I did the conventional therapy and I started feeling better. And then, you know, that's what led me to kind of reading about. Now, sorry, a psychotherapist, I was getting mm-hmm. confused. They are just listening to just you. They're not therapist. prescribing you medication. They can't prescribe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why they send you there because you turn the drugs down. Yeah. I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. I see. So I said, with all due respect, I said, I think I'm done with psychiatry. Right. Um, and uh, so I did talk therapy, but then, you know, that's when I started to kind of you know, talk therapy I, is sorry to interrupt talk mm-hmm. therapy is just you like getting shit off your chest yeah. okay and then being given how so different psycho- is it than than the psychotherapy um, i know i keep interrupting but i'm like so this the psychiatry is so psychiatrists are doctors right so they're conventional doctors they can prescribe medication um whereas talk therapists are sort of their you know their job is to offer you some sort of tangible um suggestions right some so they would might might give you activities to do um Mm. you know goal planning is a big thing with psychotherapy so okay if you can do this maybe then plan to do this and so when you're in the depth of uh, depths of a really deep depression you know it helps to have um you know something to work towards Mm -hmm. it helps to have you know goals goals, right so i found that to be really useful and i knew that it was sort of I, i i went in there for a purpose and I was, I saw her for a couple of years. And at the end, we both agreed. She's like, yeah, I think you're done. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. And mm-hmm. it was great. I was feeling better. And, 
And by that time, I had kind of got my health under under control. So my emotional state and my physical state was so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, I moved on. I, you know, I had moved twice by the time I was done with her and, you know, got myself in order and, you know, uh, been single, which was really helpful too, right? Um, you know, and I just, I, I kind of did my thing. And then I started reading, right? I started reading more about you know, uh, about the shamanic healing and, you know, other modalities that just, that took me away from the Western side of medicine, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, along the way too, I've met just amazing, amazing doctors, researchers. I've been blessed to have, you know, Harvard educated scientists that have come up with new, you know, new ways to help me. And I've, I've, it's been great, you know, and I've, um, collaborated with a lot of them. I started a an initiative for women um, going through through POF, I guess. Oh. Um, so I've been able to, you know, put that out there. I, I, I put that out that in, there in 2018. And I've been able to connect with women from all around the world that, um, that just, that don't have anyone that they can talk to, right? That, yeah. you know, um, it's unfortunate a lot of relationships end. So they either get stronger or they end with mm-hmm. any kind of infertility or, you know, things like child loss and stuff mm-hmm. um so it's so it's been it's so it was a blessing in its own sense right mm. but i i noticed how easy it is to be bullied by the medical system mm-hmm. um immense gaslighting which is just making you feel like you know your reality is completely insane right mm. yeah that's like uh what's that uh, where you feel pain but there's no, uh, is that fibromyalgia or Oops. something like that? There's like, yeah, some people have, I've, I've, I've known people that have had mm-hmm. like pain and no doctor has any of their mm-hmm. like tools that can measure it. Therefore, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what these people go stuff. through is still excruciating pain mm-hmm. that they just physically can't. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, there's a disconnect. They can't relay it correctly enough where the yeah. doctor has the right solution. Yeah. And then so they just... Their their uh, their viewpoint almost completely gets dismissed yep. and and not cared of or looked after, yep. which I think is very unfortunate yep. and incorrect. It, it is unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate that a doctor would say, you know, if you don't follow, if you don't do what we're telling you to do, you're you're going to get cancer and you're and you're going to die. Mm. And these are things that you know, as a you know, no no person in their twenties should be should be be given this information, mm-hmm. right? Because as much as we tell ourselves that we're not um, holding on to that, you know, words are, words are very powerful, very powerful, very powerful. Right. So that sticks and stones can break your bones. It's, it's true. Yes. Right. For sure. And so I started to see these trends and how, and how doctors, you know, spoke to me and, and spoke to other women that I met through the support group that I joined. And would you say it was belittling? Belittling. I mean, aside from the holistic standpoint, aside from the fact that the two worlds really don't coexist uh, still very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it was just, yeah, like um, it, it was just, it was just really bad. And it was just over and over and years and years and years of that until finally I started to say like, uh, like you can't, you can't talk to me that, that way anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to, you know, people come in here and they're, and they're very sick and you know, this is, this is not helping. Right. So, I slowly started to kind of find my voice with these doctors, right? I started to say, you know, enough is enough. I don't want to do that. You know, I'm trusting my body. Run Mm. this test for me. Don't run that test. I don't want that drug. I don't want that drug. Mm. Um, 
so now it's been, you know, a long time, right? So now I have a very good relationship with my specialists. Yeah, did you find you were able to get them to uh, learn anything new? Were, did you did you get through to any doctors where you were able to reason with them enough where even they learned something out of it? I don't think that they maybe necessarily have ever told me that they've learned from me. Mm-hmm. Um, they have respected my knowledge base, although very different than theirs, right? So I told, you know, I told them, not not too long ago, really about four years ago, I had an, um, a, a study, a surgery done where they thought that they could actually cure my condition. Um, and it was like the first of its kind. And I just, I said to the surgeon before going in, I said, you know, I respect the fact like, and, and he had, he had come up with this procedure it was the first thing. It was this big thing. And, and he said, you're a really good candidate and this and that. And I said, that's fine. Like you're a man of science, right? And I think there's a there's a place for science. I mean, it's very important to have science. But mm. you know, as when it comes to my recovery and it comes to me having ideas, like you and I need to be able to work together. Because now that I was part of the study, we were we were basically developing a long term relationship, right? Yeah. And it involved many things. And I said, like you and I have to develop um, a relationship. And I it would be really nice if you respected, right? Um, you know, my, my own training. Right. And, and he, and he was great. And he said, yeah, he said, like, we, we need people like you. He said, because I, I don't, I don't have the skill set to provide you, um, nutritional support Mm. or to provide you emotional support or to provide all the stuff for you. And I said, okay, great. So, and that was about four years ago. And that was the closest that someone has come. But again, he wasn't just a doctor. He was, he was a researcher. He was like, mm-hmm. if the you, yeah, he was like, if you know anything that can help us make this better, right? Wow. Um, and, yeah, and he, like I said, he's straight from Harvard, right? So he mm. said, yeah, I don't, I don't know everything. He's like, I spent all my time studying this, studying women's bodies, right? Yes. <laughs> Like women's <laughs> fertility. He's a fer- very, very specific fertility specialist. That's a closet like, That's creep. I know. <laughs> That's a closet creep. If you're no, there's specialty, good men out there. Not all there's men. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. when you're like, I got to go through science to be a, a pro of women. That's a... That's a questionable tactic. And I, but I, but I will say though, like one of you know one of his strongest attributes was, you know, I had actually been telling my doctors for about a decade, I said, like, I think there's actually something else wrong. And because I'm very intuitive, I was, I was convinced, right? Like I said, I think you need to do this testing and this testing because by now I'd had, I, I knew my medical lingo. Mm. I, I had read the journals mm-hmm. and the articles and I knew my condition. Like so I know my even, condition. You're not right. speaking to them from a holistic standpoint. You're trying to hit them with their jargon. Yeah. To, I researched because now I research right. medical, med, like medical journals. Right. So I said like, I said, I think we need this test and this test. And, and my doctors were always saying, no, like you're wrong. <laughs> there's nothing else wrong and I said no there is and they said no there isn't so after the surgery he called me back in and he said um he said yeah so we found that you have an (laughs) you have something else wrong with you (laughs) um so you have another condition on top of your condition which is why you've been having so much pain so you know what you can go back to your doctors and you can tell them that that they were wrong Wow. So I did, and uh, and they, they didn't say anything right there. <laughs> no, so, I would imagine doctors don't handle being told they're wrong no, very well. No. They don't like that no. much. No, but they're, was, the, they're the best. But 
you know, I think, so I think if, you know, it's, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, and, and I also gave up studying holistic nutrition when I was diagnosed for quite some time too, because I was just, I, I mean, I felt that my body was betraying me. Like I had to go through all the stages of grief mm, and then I had to, and then I, you know, I came back. I, you almost had to kill yourself, die yeah. and, and learn from that death, yeah. that version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. That's very, yeah. But, you know, challenging, look, I'm telling you, challenging the medical system, uh, challenging doctors. I mean, we are trained if, you know, forget about respecting your parents. I mean, doctors mm. are, you know, they have your body in their hands, right? I mean, yeah. nothing they say could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. So it's taught me a lot. And, you know, it's, um, and, you know, that that's basically what started me back onto, you know, getting back into holistic nutrition, picking up my studies, um, and really finding finding my voice and so i encourage women all the time and you know men too mm-hmm. but a lot of women's cancers are are basically undetectable till <laughs> till their late stage right so i always tell them i like if you feel that something is wrong with your body if you feel it mm-hmm. um demand it don't say mm. can you do this test yeah. say i want i want this test mm-hmm. um i want this blood work and uh and and i mean you you are in control of your body yeah, yeah. um and so now, obviously, this you're in control of your body has now bled into me, um, uh, you know, challenging sort of the, the restraints and restrictions that are you know, going on with our government right now. So it's, it happened for a reason, for sure. Yeah, I, definitely. I agree, yeah. Because now, like, you know, um, the pharmaceutical companies are, are mm-hmm. getting into our lives even more than, than they were prior. Because, you know, we know our doctors will just give us medications just to um, treat a symptom, yeah. not treat the root. Yeah. Um, and and now we have these big companies who don't care about us, who are just trying to sell a drug or yeah. sell a vaccine and giving it to these doctors who then get um, um, pay paybacks or whatever the pushback mm-hmm. um, from these drugs. And yeah, so how do you... Are you, do you find yourself now in a better position to, to fight? And, and what do you think about the vaccine? Would you get it? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 there's not. I mean, look, like, you know, going into this, the whole, first of all, the topic of viruses, in it, you know, in and of itself is probably two podcasts long, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, as a holistic nutritionist, don't work with, germ theory at all so uh germ theory is what our medical system has been based upon um well see this is my big issue with this whole thing is i i learned a lot from female health too because i just noticed that a lot of the females in my life were developing a lot of strange symptoms at weird ages Mm -hmm. like i lost Mm -hmm. i lost a family member close to me very young from uh breast cancer like way too young where you go, something's off, you know? Yeah. But I've always trusted science before. And so, but I've always also been suckered by the medical industry. Like I was given wrong medication. I had pneumonia as a kid. They sent me home with the wrong medication, which made me sicker. Mm. You know, so I never really had this, This I never had a lot of trust in that system. So I've never been keen on doctors. I've mm-hmm. never, uh, I never liked the idea of specialists. Cause, cause to specialize in one thing, mm-hmm. it's like you seem like you forgot everything mm-hmm. else. 
Yeah. So while yeah, you're while are you're whole. yeah while you're the pro <laughs> at this one thing, it's like that's great, that's cool, but you missed out on the rest of life. Yep. You know, you didn't pay attention to everything else that um that would help you in your journey. You yep. know, if yep. you want to, you know, just kind of focus on one thing a little more. Don't call it a specialist. Don't be don't be you know don't be the specialist. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that knows everything about mm-hmm. one thing. It's mm-hmm. like hats off to you, but. Yep. There's so much more to it. And so that, when I started questioning it, uh, it made me, I made big changes for myself as well because I could just see that there were certain things around me that were consistent, like diet being a big thing, mm-hmm. what we're fed and what we're mm-hmm. putting in our bodies. Mm-hmm. That made me uh, uh, change a lot of things. And I noticed that uh, I instantly got better. I instantly got healthier, felt more energetic, felt everything. And it made me realize how incorrect I was about uh, holistic approaches to mm-hmm. things in general. Because I used to think that was like kook science. Because that's what science tells you. They tell yep. you that these guys are the yep. kooks. They don't know anything. They dilute they something in water. In and, medical school, they, yeah. they, I mean, kooks are not just holistic nutritionists. They're, I mean, they're chiropractors. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, these are highly qualified the, individuals. The term kook was invented for this specific mm-hmm. thing. To just like... Uh, to discredit anything that yeah. someone comes with, something very, mm-hmm. uh, very feasible. That doesn't involve drugs. Yeah, that doesn't involve this. Uh, yeah, and and it's funny because I guess part of it too is just um, the marketing approach, right? No one, no one sells the pill like it's that, you know, ab weight loss machine that you see at late night TV where you go, I know yeah. this isn't going to give me abs, but I'll mm-hmm. buy it anyway. Yeah. That's but, like the vaccine is have, like this. Yeah. It's like, don't worry about your health. Don't worry about what you're eating or what's in the air, what's in the water. No. Uh, here's this miracle jab Snake that we're going to give you yeah. and it'll be the, the miracle that you've been wanting and it'll make you safe. And don't worry about changing anything else. Yep. To mm-hmm. the point where you get it first if you're obese. It's other conversations uh, we're not I, having. I Do you know, know what I mean? I because know. we can't now. I mean, even just to bring up the conversation, I guess we're fat shaming. Which would yeah. not be allowed. And then so now we can't address people's health. Mm-hmm. We have to be proud for them that they are making these decisions. That And this is where I start to, where my heart bleeds is, is that because I see it, nobody's really at fault. When you see the super heavy dude, it's like, yeah, you just, you saw one too many McDonald's commercials. You saw, like, we're all kind of a product of that and we can't escape it. Like, the advertisements are everywhere. So it's kind of in your field of vision whether you want it to be or not right so it's a hard addiction because you're you're kind of given it at mm. such a young age you, you know you are you are but i mean it's like it's like anything else right i mean your parents do the best they can to raise you but ultimately you can't go through your whole life acting like a like an asshole and saying well it's because of my parents right mm. i mean We are adults right we're sovereign individual people the information is there um, but it really comes down again to choice, right? And change is mm-hmm. fucking hard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody right? wants to do it. No, you have to take wants responsibility to for every action. Of course. Like when a client comes to see me, you're not going to just be all better in three months. Like you're not just going to probably be all better in six months. Like this is a long term mm. continual process. Um, so it, it, you know, and I tell people before they see me, it's like, this isn't going to be instant and I need your commitment, right? Mm-hmm. So commitment and change are 
they're maybe they're not necessarily taught, but you have a responsibility as a person to learn these things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it goes, you know, yeah, okay, parenting and you know, the school should be the schools are not teaching you these things, no, right? No, you need no. to teach it new. I yeah. mean, you have to be you don't have to be, but you know, it's 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 a great thing to be an inquisitive person, to be a curious person, to say, look, like I maybe I don't know it all. You, ha- you I think to you survive, have to. you kind of have to. You got to ask a question or you two. You have to, otherwise, mm-hmm. to live I mean, a more full life. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, isn't there something? I mean, we're, we should be learning something new every day, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's just got to the point where you're right. It's like I, I just want a quick fix. Like, oh, mm. I'm 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 fat and. It's easier for me to get this vaccine. It's like, look, you're fat and you need to lose weight because no one's obese and healthy. No. Mm. And maybe you're making it now, but come and see me in 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and to be quite frank, to be quite honest, like how many really obese people are happy people? Mm. Right. This is something else we don't talk about, right? Like, well, they're only happy when they're eating. I think that's the I think that's the loop, yeah. right? That's the loop you're caught in. You're you're stuck in this. I'm only happy when I when I'm eating, it's and an so that's yeah. yeah. And, but like but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. so when you get addicted to to crack, let's say conservatively that starts in your late teens, early twenties. When you get addicted to to junk food, yeah. I mean, how old? Yeah. Three, four. You know, that's a very early addiction that you get kids hooked on sugar sugar now we know that it's you know no different on the brain than cocaine and you're and you know you're giving it to kids it's like the funnel of that's what you're trying to get every kid on is how do we sell these kids more candy yeah. mm-hmm. right and that's not just candy right there's sugar and there's sugar and bread yes absolutely yeah. sugar the, the, added to things absolutely the the mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup oh, that good insane. stuff mm-hmm. um and it's loaded with it. But I think the real bummer is, too, that there's no... People aren't represented correctly. I guess that's what I'm slowly beginning to learn. Mm-hmm. The doctors have a lot of accreditation to the point where, you know, no one pays attention to it. No matter how many times you point it out, everybody puts the blockers on and refuses to see it. But there was a point where doctors were, were supporting and advertising cigarettes. They were saying it was a good thing. They yep. were advertising uh, DDT, DDT. <laughs> DDT, and just mutating humans, yep. Yep. right? So it's like it's it's on some very uh, it's on some very island of Doctor Moreau shit that the they're doing. The conditioning is deep. Yes, mm-hmm. and, deep. and can I just mention something? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've been reading about this in a book, mm-hmm. um, and because polio came out um, in like around that time, I think in like the twenties, around the depression. This is getting banned um, for sure. But that was when they were dousing people with DDT. DDT that's yeah. right. In like, here, just gonna pour it all over you. They're putting it in the the wallpaper in your house, yeah. all over your children, in your food, and they told you this is the miracle um, product. Yeah. It is totally safe for consum- consumption. It will it will kill insects, but it mm-hmm. will not harm you. People mm-hmm. open their pants for it. People yeah. would like yeah, that's get right. it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. they did that. Yeah. There's video footage of it. It's, it's just crazy. And the dude came up with a, a vaccine for, for polio, and it just so happened that when people took it, the cases of polio would go up, um, making them more sick. And then as soon as they stopped using DDT, all of a sudden, polio disappeared. 
along with the use. Amazing. Right? How does that's that a simple happen? coincidence. Yeah. That's yeah. just a of mere course, just simple coincidence, yeah. no possible correlation to that whatsoever. Yeah. And we still use pesticides <laughs> on yeah. our food. It's not DDT, but now it's another one. And so you just think like, well, what's very these are like what this is affecting this is in your food this is in the soil this is in the air and the water um there's a plane um <laughs> they're coming for us yeah wow. <laughs> they're spraying ddt in the air um God. but this is where yeah. this is where it gets tricky too and why we always fall back asleep is because it's the same people doing it and they just learn to change their names along the yeah. way and market themselves differently. Nobody talks about Monsanto anymore. Nope. I'm seeing television commercials of lawyers going, hey, if you used Roundup, we're suing Monsanto. Mm. And, you know, and they go, everything's fine, but Monsanto is gone. They were bought out by Bayer. So mm. if you follow yeah, it, now you keep- go, oh, the aspirin company now mm-hmm. is the, 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 the <laughs> pesticide company. So there's a very weird, you know, and when, and, and what, Again, it's that it's that thing. Nobody gets the history books currently, right? So when you're looking at this 50 years from now, you're going to go, how the fuck did people take aspirin? What in the, what? It's rat poison. How did they not see that? How dumb were they in 2020 that they were still taking aspirin? And giving it to babies. <laughs> yeah. Baby aspirin. They got baby aspirin. Yeah. Let's give baby rat yeah. poison to, to baby humans. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are going to be shocked at this generation because we don't but then in the future they'll be you know they'll have the chips in their hands so they won't realize what that's doing to their system and Mm -hmm. they just go along with it it's like we never see history ahead of time and they don't give you for example you don't get you're almost like a combination of everything right in the sense where you're you're like a psychotherapist you're almost like a medical doctor where but instead of prescribing medication you're prescribing health and wellness I can't say prescribing. But but yeah. you know what I, I know. I guess you can't because yeah. that's yeah. the word that they'll come mm-hmm. after you for. But you know what I'm saying in that in that correlation of yes. and it's all because of your journey that let you you took from the psychotherapist and you saw what they had to offer and you kind of took that and were able to translate it into a new format. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and probably. so I think that's like a but nobody tells you that that that's not what they that's not the yeah. approach I've ever gotten from a holistic standpoint on anything, whether it was from a holistic person or from like I was never given this context of where they're from because all I knew was holistic equals kook, right? <laughs> so I just I kind of never I never opened the door enough to to really understand mm. it. Yeah, and I think most people are confused. I mean, there are so many titles and terms out there from people that are not medical doctors, right? There are medical doctors um, that are naturopathic doctors that have the medical background training um, and then do sort of what I do on top of that. I mean, these the, the naturopathic doctors are where people should be looking, in my opinion, um, to take their families, right? So you get the best of both worlds for, I mean, we, there's, there's a place for doctors, right? There's, there's also a place in our society sometimes for antibiotics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't just throw science yeah. down the drain, right? There's a place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had the opportunity to work with, you know, a lot of these, these doctors and some of them are just amazingly skilled people, right? And the smartest medical doctors will be the ones that say, I don't know it all and I I don't do what you do. So mm-hmm. there's a place for you. Just like I think there's a place for them. Just like when I need to go to emergency, 
I'm going to hope that there's a good doctor in the emergency room, right? There's yeah. a place for trauma medicine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, when it comes to the holistic approach, it's like, you know, it's like the whole iceberg analogy, right? Um, we're seeing what's on the, on the surface and that's what the medical doctor sees and they treat that. Whereas I want to go deeper, right? Mm, I want right. to see like, okay, so you have a skin eruption. Okay, well, what are you eating? Not only where are you eating, but where is that food from? What is the quality of yes. that food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your mental state when you consume that food? What is the state, which is why I discourage factory farm foods, what is the state of the animal at the time that they're slaughtered, right? Yes. That's Like huge. I look into all of this because the the vibration and the attitude of of what you're eating when you eat it yeah. um it it makes a difference right it makes a difference in your biofield so i want to know all of it right i want to go really deep and uh and then you know at that point it's like okay so so now that you have all of these pieces the, the person can then take that and then you know, my goal is that I, I don't really want, the, I don't really want the same person coming back to me because I haven't done my mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to the doctor, you go back and you go back and you get another prescription and you get a refill and then you get a refill. It's like, I, I want to be able to teach you a little bit about everything and then hopefully, you know, have you be able to do that on your own. Like, mm-hmm. like I've now sort of like, it's almost like raising a little child. Like I've now given you this, the, yeah. The, the tools right like the the each one reach one teach one yeah like you just when, once you you yeah. hope that they take that information they learn from it they yeah. gain their knowledge from it and then they go and give it to the next person pass it up pass it forward pay it forward like just just move that yeah i i had a very uh i had a weird experience with food where i once saw i was just looking at the grape and it caught the sun right and it was just like you could see the sunlight coming through the grape. And it just made me realize that like all the grape was was just water and sunlight. Mm-hmm. And you go, there's no better energy than that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it made me just view food as energy. Because I've been... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I took the... Uh, I did the... Ve- we, we're, we were doing the vegan thing for a while now. I, I've had, you know... I've done it on and off, but now we're, we've been vegan for like a few years mm-hmm. and uh, noticed good change. But when I started looking at food as energy, that's when it really uh, totally changed my perspective to just realize, because you would always get made fun of for taking the vegan stuff because people would go like, oh, but if if uh, you eat a salad, the plant is alive, so you're killing a plant. Don't you feel bad? Mm-hmm. Right? Like people would say that, mm-hmm. but then it made me realize where you go, yeah, you want to eat a live food. You don't want to, because when you, when you kill the animal and you process the animal, it's dead energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It comes to you as nothing. Because even the lion, when the lion eats its meat, it's like that energy is still alive. It's still flowing through the animal. Right. Right? So, so in that context, it's like, yeah, the animal's eating a live meal. But when you just slaughter something, throw it in the freezer, that's, that's just, that energy is gone. It's yes. left yeah. the, the thing. And it made me realize that, like, veggies, fruits, that was the only thing that's actually alive. You pluck it, because when it's not alive, it's rotted. Yeah. So it's, it's gone. It can't be used. So, so you do want to eat this live energy. Mm-hmm. And it really just kind of changed my focus on what I was putting in my body. And uh, I've tried fasting, too. Mm-hmm. And then when I noticed, too, that when I started to fast, the type of food I put in after the fast 
would either continue this good, healthy feeling or would mm-hmm. instantly turn it off mm-hmm. like a switch. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was really able to start viewing uh food and health in a very different way to just like really try to focus on what i'm putting in my body Mm -hmm. um but do you notice that with with like holistic things do you see these changes where you go um like this is something for everybody yeah yeah absolutely and you know i myself do eat meat um i do eat you know, I do eat animal fats, butter, milk. Um, but it it's it's irregardless of how you eat. Um, you know, taking I guess a metaphysical approach to your food is possible. Um, and so we are very conscious, of course, of the types of animal proteins we consume. Do you pay attention to how the animals slaughtered? Absolutely. Yeah. Because so I even I, I understand that too. Yes. I'm not judgmental towards meat yes. eating. That's not the, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't take that approach anymore. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like you just need it done correctly. Absolutely right. Like we actually went through periods where, and I also encourage intuitive eating. So intuitive mm. eating, um, it's also very good for babies. And we know a couple of people that do, do this with their kids, where you just put out a bunch of foods and let the baby choose what they want. And babies uh, are. That's very smart right Mm -hmm. and they all somehow even though they're eating different things at the same stages of life they're all healthy because Mm -hmm. their body is knowing what they want right Mm. um it's like you know it's like a woman on her period like why do you want chocolates and stuff you don't necessarily want the sugar there's something in that chocolate there's Mm. a vitamin or nutrient that your body needs right yeah so uh, yeah and, and, and that's so, the first time that's ever made sense to me I yeah get that now. not to die not to digress but yes when it mm-hmm. comes to the meat um we actually did a lot of research a couple of months ago and found um a farm uh where the animal is because you know we love animals and this is a misconception too right you know the people that eat meat don't love animals like we have two cats we're getting a dog like we have a pet squirrel that comes and i mean i feed mm-hmm. this thing every day like um we just love animals like probably i love animals more than i love people to be honest right and (laughs) we just love them right and it just got to the point where every time we would bring home regular meat i mean i would i would just feel like i i wouldn't be able to eat it right i was starting to feel especially over the past year right as the vibra as our vibrations were changing i just same with alcohol we haven't been able to drink alcohol and Mm. so just I, I noticed that... What do you that, mean? Just because the vibrate... Like you notice the increase in the vibration, so it's just forcing you off the alcohol? Yeah, like the alcohol uh-huh. just was just not sitting with me. Like I would I would, I would drink it and I just feel sick and, you know, mm. I can have a few sips here and there. But, you know, in the summertime last summer, like it was easy to finish a bottle of wine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but now a bottle of wine will sit in our fridge for like a month, right? It's just... Yeah. I use it for cooking sometimes, but... Um, so we, so yeah, so we did our research and we found, you know, we researched how far the animal has to go to be slaughtered, how far, mm-hmm. um, because the animal knows, I mean, they do, they know what's happening, right? hundred percent. So you want to just minimize that. And you also want to make sure that the slaughter is humane. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of things that went into it for us because it's, it's so important to us. Right. Um, so we de- we definitely did that and i think that that is very important and if you look at you know traditional indigenous you know peoples around the world i mm-hmm. mean they you know 
blessed and gave thanks and said prayers and you know were conscious of what that animal was giving up to feed them Absolutely. right, right. Yeah. and and that's something like sometimes before we some of my boyfriend and i before we start eating i'll still say like oh you know thank you for you know like i'll talk I'll, like i'll talk to this dead animal right and i'll say <laughs> like thank you so much for satisfying like what i need nutritionally right now and mm. so getting into that habit is really good um and the vibe- could you do it yourself and that is a very valid question that a, lo- a lot of vegetarians and vegans a- have asked, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be prepared to do it. And, um, you know, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I do what I have to do, right? Um, <laughs> but again, it, it would be with such a sense of, of respect, right? And I think Absolutely. Yeah. I don't look at animals any differently than humans, um, although we do eat them occasionally. However, <laughs> we do go through periods where, you know, I'll speak for myself, like, I'm very intuitive like i'll go through months where i don't want meat and i'll eat like legumes right and i'll nourish myself in that way and then all of a sudden i'll just want a hamburger right and i'll just be like okay my body is leading me here and i'll eat it mm-hmm. um so it's very how do you distinguish that how do you mm. distinguish it from the let's call them bad cravings because you know what i mean because i've been in that same shoe where i go yeah, yeah. i'll follow my gut but my <laughs> gut leads me down very <laughs> Poor decisions at times. Well, I right? love candy. Yeah. I, I mean, I love candy, right? <laughs> this chewy candy. So, yeah, I have a bag at home right now. You know, uh, Justin brought me home a bag yesterday because, you know, it's getting to that time of the month soon. So he's like, you're going to want it, right? <laughs> and it's like, my, you know, again, it's everything in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and eat a bag of chips. But, yeah, I'm going to have, I have a, a few chips every day. Like, I allow myself... <laughs> Yeah, I eat. Food. I have no control. I I have a full bag every time. I don't <laughs> know really how to hard. take like two, three chips. That's just me. This is my problem. We buy plain chips. I... We buy plain mm. chips, so there's no seasoning and sugars. And yeah, yeah I've done unsalted yeah. before. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it tastes disgusting, you know but it doesn't stop. You know what you can do, and you bring home the unsalted, and then you just add. You end up adding your own salt. Right. Mm-hmm. That's better. Yeah. So moderation, intuition, and like vibration mm. is key. I mean. Yeah, intuition. I like that. Intuitive eating. I like that because I've even recently, um, I never crave meat, um, but I do have cravings for eggs. Mm, So such a good protein. Yeah, my body and I can feel it. I want it, Mm -hmm. and so now I'm kind of opening um, my eyes to, okay, you know, if your if your body is really feeling this way, Mm -hmm. and it's like I've taken it away for many years now. But so all of a sudden it's like, no, it, my body wants it. So I'm thinking, okay, I shouldn't be so like, it's great to have your morals and your principles, but it's, I don't think, don't stick with those to a fault. Like, don't make yourself sick. Like if your body wants something, let it have it. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I talked to this guy and he was, um, he's a, like an organ Mm. um so he would speak to my organs and interesting yeah and he told me he's like if you get pregnant don't miss any meals he said your your body if it needs something you give it to it he's like even ice cream he's like if you want ice cream (laughs) you have it yeah yeah and that's the thing um so pregnancy and women women have completely different nutritional needs than men right i mean there's two genders and they're different (laughs) So, well, that's changing. <laughs> there are two Whoa. biological genders, that's, people, yeah. men and women, and we're very, very different. Listen, and we're not mm. trying to get this podcast okay. banned. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're trying yeah. to be able to put it out to human that's beings. Okay. But it's, 
it's, so you've yes. really offended everybody. Right <laughs> I know. Now. Two I know, genders. But what gives you that? Here we're going of? back to science. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. science tells us there are two genders. Mm-hmm. You can dress up however you want, but <laughs> right. that's a whole other, yeah. whole other topic. Yeah. Isn't yes. that funny that yes. that we won't, will accept the science experts on the vaccine? Mm. But you won't accept it when they say there's only two genders. You go, no, what the fuck does a scientist like know? Picking Ask and about choosing. the vaccine then, maybe. If you think there's more than two genders, then maybe don't take the vaccine. But what do I know, right? I'm just... I know. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you this. Do you ever feel like... Because uh, you mentioned you were a part of a study, right? Yes. And then so you got to it contribute me, to but... that study. <laughs> but you got to contribute to it, right? Yes. So even to be a part of a, a, a study... Do you not feel like uh, this is sort of going on right now that we're all part of a bigger study, but it's almost like there's none of that uh, that ability to uh, no give consent. your consensus mm-hmm. to the study? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel like yeah, that's let's sort talk of about consent? Uh, mm. What we're pushing towards? Yeah. How do we? Because we want mm. uh, to learn about sovereignty. Because because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to be sovereign. Mm-hmm. You can be like you know financially free. Uh, spiritually free. There's all these different ways to free ourselves from the from the shackles of uh, what yep. we think, right? Yep. And and I, uh, you mentioned it earlier too about words. That I'm a, I'm a very firm believer that our words dictate a lot, and uh, uh, even ideas. That's why I I frown upon science so much because of the language they use. They say a lot of things that create a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. like the germ theory, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've looked into it where someone, I can't remember who it was that put it, they, they said that um, the invention of the germ-like theory was essentially the, the same as the invention of the printing press mm, because it was once you were able to create a story and then you can sort of manipulate that story you can steer people any way you want yeah. right and so as soon as the printing press was a was great invention great idea but now you were able to manipulate people on a mass scale mm-hmm. so they said when you were able to take photographs of what we were telling people is a virus then you created an entire story around this photograph Right, so so there was no virus before this photograph came about. It wasn't until the photograph got introduced, and then someone explained the photograph, going, "Well, this is this virus, and this is what this does." And now what they're doing is putting these words out into the public, and so if we're creators of our own environment and reality, mm-hmm. to know, to tell a twenty-two-year-old that, like, "Hey, you're you're." tubes are shot you're in a bunch of trouble yeah Mm. there's no hope you need us there's no possible way to like leave that room feeling great you know and and i feel like that is where the dangers lie when it comes to science because they do create a lot of ideas that we now have to abide by our reality kind of gets formed around that limits yes yes Well, I think, you know, life, so I do believe that life is just, it's inherently just, it's a very volatile thing. I don't think that being, (laughs) like, I mean, not to sound morbid, right? I mean, I think it's wonderful, but I think that we're not here to have an easy ride. Mm. 
Um, That's a great way to put it. Kind of like a video game, right? Where you constantly have to make choices. (laughs) Like you have to make choices, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or one of those choose your own, remember those choose your own storybooks at school, right? They were great, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, but being here on earth, being alive is very volatile, right? Mm. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to be hurt. You're going to fall down. (laughs) But then when you're at the very bottom and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know which way to go, you just, you get to a point where you say to yourself, okay, you know, I can be happy or I can be miserable, Right. right? And it's actually a lot simpler to make that choice, I think, than what we're led to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's and it's about following your gut, right? It's about mm-hmm. saying like, it's also about knowing your worth, right? And feeling, and feeling good about yourself and understanding that you matter. And I think we're in this world now and people, people don't really feel important. Like so many people mm-hmm. reach out to me on social media and they say like, um, you know, I'm just one person, you know, what can I do? Like, how can I stand up against this and this and this? And I mean, every, everything started out with one person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So what if you feel the other way? What if you feel like a million bucks and you feel like, man, I'm worried about what I have to say. Cause then, you know, you can cause sort of bigger issues. But you should like that's standing in your power, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of we're never alone. I mean, as as lonely as you think you mm-hmm. may be, if you if you at least express that, mm-hmm. someone will hear it and mm-hmm. and and come. And um, yeah, I think that's important to know. And I think that's a big part of um, like we say science. There's good parts of science, but there's also parts of science that maybe aren't as helpful. Where it's like now we've taken away God and a lot of. Um, or source, or love, like whatever you, the universe, Mm -hmm. Um, having a connection to that gives you meaning. So important. Yeah, it's so important. So when you take that away, people kind of lose their um, purpose, their meaning. Did you hear, did you, have you heard that story of the person that got the vaccine, and then they said they uh, lost their connection to God? No. What? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) This is, well, this was like, one person came, I think it was a, a British paper, I don't think it was a tabloid. I never know anymore these days. But um, it said that that was what one person's uh, reported uh, effects were. Like when they asked him what had, they just started getting all concerned. And they said they felt they lost their connection to God, whatever that means for that person, right? But I feel like that's such a scary uh, statement to make in general, right? Whatever you, whatever God you worship, to feel any sort of disconnection to a, a higher power, from this uh yeah do you have any concerns what do we do that we're being tested on and what can we do to Mm. not be tested on me and you know but why do so many people line up uh why why is there a huge lineup at the pharmacy right now for people waiting in line to get a shot well first let's go back to what you said about the losing the connection because that's interesting that you say that because i've had a couple of people who do I guess, spiritual work or psychic work say that people that have gotten the vaccine don't like they can't pick up or see the same biofield resonance from those people. No way. Yeah. Sorry, say that. Let me let me get this right. Who's not seeing the bio? The psychic. So where someone might have been able to see either an aura or get some sort of reading from someone for people that have had the vaccine 
it's almost like it's the light has gone out. The, the psychic oh that got the vaccine or the no. psychic is vaccine free? No, the per- Someone the, shows up. Yes. So now is, are they covert? Do you think it's because they're covert to the psychic now? Like the psychic just can't see their energy or do you think that their think light that is the, really dimmed? Yeah, well, I... <laughs> that sounds so horrific. It, it sounds that's, her- that's horrific. Terrifying. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you... It depends on how far you go down the rabbit hole, right? It's very yeah. possible that this is the uh, part of the agenda, right? I mean... Mm. Oh, is that what those crazy people on the internet are referring to as the mark of the beast? Is this what they're making reference to? <laughs> now we're to? really going to get is that, yeah. is that what they're saying? Yeah. I don't know anything, right? Yeah. I'm a very dumb person. I'm not a specialist in anything. I know nothing at all. But what I hear is people on the internet say that apparently there's something to do with this that's like almost biblical. But again, I never, I don't follow the Bible. I don't read the Bible. I know nothing, right? Well, yeah, the Bible says it. I I also don't read the Bible. I have a Bible. Um, I actually ordered a Bible a couple of weeks ago because Amazon started uh, banning books, right? They've been banning things. So I thought, well, I better have all of my texts just in case, you know, they, you can't get them anymore. I know well, it sounds true. depressing, but I did I did order one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's very possible. I mean, because all that sovereignty is, is understanding your power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what power mm-hmm. would that be? That we're free humans? Or is yep. it more than that, yep. too? In control. Could it, do you think it's like... Because, again, if you're disconnecting this, this connection to a source... Uh, and and you're speaking now on psychics and people that mm-hmm. you mentioned too. You can see colors, not necessarily auras. You can see colors to people. Yeah, like once I once a connection is open with someone through dialogue or however however, mm-hmm. I generally can pick up um, a color that sort of their their own color, right? Mm-hmm. That they're strong in at the moment, and then it usually ends up corresponding to a. Sh- to one of their chakras but i'm not i don't know much about chakras so. is it is it a is it one of the seven colors of the, it of the rainbow is. It or is it like shades be. even where mm-hmm. you're like i can't pinpoint the color it's like very definitive color okay mm-hmm. okay could you talk about your shamanism and and your process and uh, yeah just go into that yeah so um so shaman so so shamanic practice i mean there are tons of different shamanic practices i guess right so i use a combination of celtic shamanism and indigenous shamanism the celtic shamanism is because the shaman that i apprenticed under did celtic shamanism Mm -hmm. so i kind of picked up a little bit of her technique and i did i saw i was with her for about two and a half years and then um i've also i've just always been fascinated in the indigenous um shamanism and all that it is really is is you're bypassing so you know in an organized religion so let's say you're catholic right you go to church and god you know that the priest the church is sort of like that intermediary right like if you if you the talk middleman to god sort of the middleman yeah, right yeah. like if That's you talk how i was taught it yeah. you talk to like a christian it's like and you tell them that no offense to christians right you're really going to get us banned but if you talk to christians you are not a part of God, right? You're not a part of source. You're not a, a fragment of right. of prime creator um, because then you're becoming equal and that's not possible. Right, mm. right. Right, so... But um, see, I think even they, they don't, I think, even get their own 
they don't get their own stories to a degree. Because even when you when you look at this is really I, and I know and I know some. <laughs> no, but when you go into that, huh? no, no, you should. You should. No, but because I when you look at like when you look at man, because it's so easy, right? Everybody knows it by now because it's been beaten into us. But when you look at like the teachings of Christ, he would always make some kind of reference to you know the the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's this Trinity. It's all yeah. like it all comes back into some form of togetherness, right? So it is this you are one with the creator like even he kind of tells you that yes but then they kind of put this spin on it where they're like no no no, no you need the yeah. bishop and the and yeah the they've been taught that you need a guy in between yeah they got to make their whole system out of it to sell you the pitch i guess but what the guys because again christ i look the exact same as buddha the exact same as the prophet like in what their teachings try to achieve you're mm-hmm. you're trying to yeah mm-hmm. you're trying to mm-hmm. get people to understand this um connection but uh when you do it in a shamanic as like because those were shaman in in themselves right the the buddha the, uh, the stories of christ mm-hmm. jesus mm-hmm. was able to mm-hmm. heal people from their illnesses right get mm-hmm. the blind to see people break it down whether it's metaphorical he just let them see bigger things or if he actually healed the sick you go, I can see that there's power in that and there's power in the belief of that, right? So if there was a dude mm-hmm. confident enough to just be like, look, you're healed and then the person gets it, you you tap them into their nervous system again, the, the spirit wakes up, you know what I mean? There is this thing in us that kind of gets taken away if you... Well, in like shamanism is also, excuse me, it's not a religion, right? So... Any uh, anyone that practices any religion is welcome to take to you know see a shaman or a shamanic practitioner, right? Um, and you know, an organized religion, you're the the person is always inherently sinful, mm-hmm. right? You're always mm-hmm. a, a sinful person, even though you know. And I've brought this up to very religious people before. It's like, well, God was hanging around with like prostitutes and mm. i mean he wasn't hanging around with the rich people right 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 they're he, no fun no <laughs> he was spending time with uh with yeah with like prostitutes right. and and beggars and stuff right so mm-hmm. um you know it, yeah I, I left organized religion a, a very long time ago um there was too much contradiction for me and and there was too much um suggestion that you know you shouldn't feel it's almost like you shouldn't feel such a part of God, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're just a, a mere person, right? When in, you know, in a in a broader spiritual context, it's, I, I, I mean, of course, I believe that I'm part of God, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm God, but I'm saying that, you know, we are, we are fragments of our Creator. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the danger yeah. too, because you are saying that indirectly. Because to to Perhaps. be a part of God <laughs> would be to suggest that we ourselves are gods, but not in a not in a hierarchical like we override Him yeah. and we can now now we're calling the shots. But just in this sense of uh, the power within us the is divinity. far greater. But isn't than that we... so powerful? And isn't mm-hmm. that also so dangerous? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, to say right. that maybe we're all gods and we have superpowers and we can do stuff with well, them. Well, superpowers would be cool, right? But <laughs> well, because you get into Greek dangerous. times now, it right? It is dangerous, and, right? And to it's people. I don't know. I think yeah. Well, because it's dangerous to be asleep too. 
that's the other thing. It's dangerous to yeah. just because because when you look at the bigger but picture, but not to the big, not to the the government. No, but it's dangerous you, to know your power and to know who you are. It's dangerous truly. to the government once you know. But think about when you do like. So so, when I do a shamanic session for someone, all that I'm doing is I'm going into just to make it sound as simple as possible and nothing too wow weird right all that i'm doing is going into an extremely deep meditative state and i'm accessing other parts other other realms right i'm not performing any magic trick i mean some religious people will say that i'm you know doing some kind of dark magic or whatever it's not it's not like all that i'm doing is i'm accessing other realms to, to gain information for the benefit of a community or an individual, mm-hmm. whatever that individual needs, I'm going in there and I'm helping them. And then I can also assist the person to try and develop those skills. Right. And that is dangerous. Once you realize that you're, you don't have to s- kneel in front of someone and pray for someone else to give you the answers that mm-hmm. you have this a- a- ability to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, so yeah, I mean, that, I was also going to make another point about the shamanic. It kind of sounds like it, it kind of like, can I be considered a shamanic healer if I'm just like a trip sitter with a bunch of buddies? Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, so psychedelic. Because that sounds like it. Yeah. That so sounds like when, when, experiences. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you do group psychedelics, it's kind of like. Very similar, yeah. right? So are you not, when you're doing psychedelics, are you not, are you not connecting? I mean, no one that's had a psychedelic experience is going to sit there and say they haven't connected to something bigger than them. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I Gosh. mean, it's a game changer. It's a life yeah. changer, right? Yes. So very similar. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, because a lot of the mm-hmm. when you see it, it's almost like they're they're uh, they're the au natural way of doing that. Ex- like the, mm-hmm. the the shamanic healers. But again, when you it's DMT, right? Yes. Mm. But but again, nobody's giving us these perspectives before, right? Yeah. Like coming up, it, it's like yeah. you know, you look at that, you go dirty hippie, you know, mm-hmm. uh, drug addict, whatever. There's all these easy ways mm-hmm. to just slap mm-hmm. labels on people without understanding the the process they're trying to create or achieve. Like even people with mental illness. I mean, I also think like autism is a very um, understudied, interesting. I don't want to call it a state, right? But I do think that sometimes. I mean, sometimes mental illness needs professional help, right? Mm. But I do think that a lot of people that have been told that they have um, like ADHD issues, uh, other mental um, illnesses, autism, stuff like this, I think that sometimes these people are really, you know, they're just extra sensitive and extra Mm -hmm. connected Mm -hmm. to something that we don't walk around Mm -hmm. every day being, you know, conscious of. I see that very much so. Like schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah, you you always kind of hit a point in a in a psychedelic every, every trip. You, there's this almost breaking point of mm-hmm. your brain where you're like that understanding that that vibration, that feeling you feel. Mm-hmm. This is almost like schizophrenia is someone that's stuck in this and they can't get out of that. That's so possible, now their yeah. life is almost like, well, how do I revo- like go about being in this feeling mm-hmm. all the time? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's very, you know, it, it's funny because when you talk shamanic. Uh, there's a lot of people that that say that the old schizophrenic people used to be the shaman because Mm -hmm. if you were able to be crazy enough to handle your own thoughts as a schizophrenic, you were enough to be able to guide people because you had all these, you know, higher senses or higher experiences. And Mm -hmm. and also, it's also been, 
it's also a very common thing in shamanic cultures to say that, you know, like someone didn't choose to be a shaman, right? So mm. they were initiated through actually um, near death experiences. So severe illness um, <laughs> where they had to, where they had to have a complete ego death, a complete dark night of the soul. And mm. only then were they able to help other people do it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I always, always said that someone with a story is mm -hmm. so powerful mm. because you have the story, you have the experience, you've had the death, and now it's almost like it's your responsibility to do something with it for someone else. That's so they're the real teachers. Like I, and I listen to people, like people that have had bad lives, man, or bad situations or you know, they've come back from near-death experiences. Like, I listen to those people. Yes. I don't listen to the people that just came out with a degree. Yeah. Mm. You know, I listen to people <laughs> that have that have been there. Yeah. And so shamanic culture is the same. It's like, have you been to the depths of hell? Okay, <laughs> now you're going to help other people. A degree yes. is, so. yeah, that's... So true. That's, that's funny. It's like yeah. you only know something to a degree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of what a degree is. It's like, yeah, you only know <laughs> yeah. this much of the degree. Yeah. That's what you... Uh, true. But that's funny, man, because I've, I've had a pretty great life. I've been very fortunate. I've, I've you know, I'm a white male. I've lived very, <laughs> very privileged for a very long time. So right? you're like a white supremacist then? <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst... <laughs> no, I'm, I can't even... I got to delete that audio, but... Um, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm like, you know, I've, I've had the life that the world has created for me, right? And, uh, but everyone's uh, been through something. Yeah, but, yep. but what's funny is that you say that is the, the near-death experience. I, I had a, a severe car accident when I was young, and uh, it was pretty, it was like a head-on collision, each going like 80, and it was, it was pretty, I could never properly explain that feeling like I would tell people like what I experienced when that happened and everything. And it wasn't until uh, I tried I, I tried DMT where mm -hmm. it, it took me out of my body mm -hmm. for the second time now. Because that was the first time it ever happened. And I was never able to, uh, to, to correctly comprehend it and to, uh, to be able to tell it correctly, to, to make it make sense. And it wasn't until I had a, a DMT experience where that was the second time I got, you were outside of the body. There was something, my thoughts, me, my, some other vision that I was able to see that, that got me out of my body again. And uh, that's kind of what, it, it was so surreal to go that How there really is How did you handle that? How did you handle being uh, somewhere else like that? The, the first time or the second time? The second time, time with, the, with the DMT. The second time was just uh, unreal. It was it was because it was very... Um, I've been in situations where the room has changed around me, where I've seen like different, you know, I've been in different spaces and I could see the way that you could kind of vibrate mm -hmm. to things, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to like uh, chanting and, you know, it's, Celtic chanting is... is uh something that's very powerful too but it's able the vibration was able to uh be enough to change the space and so i've experienced that and that was very like eye-opening and surreal and this was something totally different because this was now just kind of <laughs> just kind of confirming 
that there's something outside of you. It's still you. It's still very much you, but there's something that uh, we're able to get outside of ourselves. And the good ones know how to do it. The, the, the lucky ones maybe just get to experience it, but the good ones know how to do it. When you read on the Buddhist monks that were able to, mm-hmm. um, what's that thing called? Astral, Astral project and stuff Remote like that. View and Remote people, view. Yeah. Now, now there's those words now have understanding for me because I've, mm-hmm. I've experienced a taste of it enough to go, I know what this means now. Yeah. And I, I understand it. I'm very much, uh, I'm very intrigued by the people that are able to see that and do that and, and experience those things on a regular basis. So I guess part of me is on that journey to try and find such mm. uh, of yeah. those ways to do it because I don't always want to have to resort to <laughs> psychedelics to be able to to achieve those things. I will, I mean, it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes time and, yeah. and again, like a lot of commitment and... Um, and I can see why. And dedication, yeah. I can see why you wouldn't want. I get it too. I, like I could see why you wouldn't want someone at fifteen to have this mindset, to have this kind of like understanding of the world yet. Like live a little more and then get the oh, understanding. Interesting. Interesting. I see that. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to burden a child with this at twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean? The world is huge. It's all outside. Like you know, what I give it, give it a little time. Like be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the time is ready, it's like okay, now, like almost like I guess I guess when they talk about like the the initiation into like mystery schools and stuff like that, mm. that sort of makes sense. You don't just run and tell the village, this is how it works. Yeah. Everybody loses yeah. their mind because yeah. it's literally. I guess that's part of what it is. It's literally you losing your mind, yeah. figuring out how to get it back. And then trying to comprehend a way to tell it to people. Mm-hmm. But if you tell it to everybody and everybody loses their mind, mm-hmm. not everybody's ready to put it back together. Well, that's yeah. why some of the information you get and, you know, I've I've been practicing with the remote viewing. Uh-huh. And Do you get success that's at times? That's a tricky one to talk about, but... Um, it's so I'm not a so I'm not a natural remote viewer. There are people that it's very easy for them to almost transport themselves to mm-hmm. a real physical place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of curiosity when this whole thing started in March about uh, you know the tunnels and the children and mm. and stuff like this. <laughs> well, this is Continue. never airing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I I I I tried it and. I, it did work on like the fourth or fifth time. And I would say I, I don't really have a desire to probably do it again anytime soon. Um, because, you know, the, you know, the government um, also, also employs has, yes. these professional mm-hmm. psychics, I guess, or mm-hmm. impre- and like uh, they might even be watching us right now. That's why I don't want to talk too much uh-huh. about it. I know. It. You don't want to call the energy in. I get it. But it's, it's, so it's a very weird thing. Um, That's where I say the superpower stuff. That's where I mean like it's that with great power. If you're able to do that, just being able to do it, you still need that uh, ability to be able to be like, all right, I got to kick some ass in the astral plane. Because you know what I do believe? And people should also learn how to protect, like uh, energetically protect themselves when they do things. How would they do that? So you can put shielding. So before I do anything, before I go I do a shamanic session or uh, remove you or anything, I always 
um, just picture, I mean, you can do it any way you want, but I always just picture um, sort of like a spiraling clear kind of white light that just surrounds me. And I, and I actually purposefully say that it's a shield and almost like, almost like a visual shield. So I'm hoping that it, it shields me from other, cause other people doing kind of what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it around the house and sometimes our pets and, and stuff as well. Like if I'm doing something in the house and I want to sort of almost erase us from the map almost temporarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I do protection things around, uh, wherever I am sometimes. Um, so I think that's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very good to know. Mm-hmm. We do we do the saging and the mm-hmm. frankincense, but we obviously mm-hmm. don't. A we don't do it enough, because um, you almost notice it. Like I I wonder sometimes if if the when you have these energy shifts when you feel in a funk, I sometimes wonder if that's a result of not doing it enough because yep. you haven't cleared mm-hmm. the energy in a while. There's a stank in the air where you're like you just feel it, but you forget to do it's it. It's the same thing like if you have a bad encounter with someone and then you go home and like mm, uh, that. Feel buzz it, is there. Right? That buzz you is should, there. That's a good time to do uh, like a meditation, like go into the meditation, do the cleansing, put a color around you. Uh, purple is a, like violet is a really good color. Mm. I love violet. And just like get rid of it. Like sometimes when people leave our house, I'll go around and I'll just shade to get because it's people's energies are overwhelming. Like, yes, yes. I'm very sensitive yes, to yes. that. So I think, see, that's what I pay attention to the least. I pay attention to that the least of other people's energy. I get it. I know I feel it, but mm. I feel fairly strong enough to to at least think I know I've washed myself of that, but I don't I think that's what we need to do a lot more often. Yeah. Sage when people when you get out of yeah, here. Then you talk to pe- people have all this energy and then you oh, just become yeah. this sponge and then you're yeah. like, Why am I feeling this way? And you take it on yourself when it's actually mm-hmm. someone else's energy or someone else's emotion. Yeah. Someone and, else's depression. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you've yeah. gotta be careful. Um yeah. can I ask you one thing? Yeah. Uh what are our colors? Oh yeah. I wanna know. Do you see can you see any colors to us? <laughs> Besides the obvious, I mean, if you just say orange, that's kind of not fair for me. <laughs> um, I see some green. Mm. In both? I don't know who it's from. Okay. That's heart chakra. That's good. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's but see, it. I don't know the chakras. Like, I'm yeah. so ignorant to that, right? Mm. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so I'll just say to someone, yeah, this is what I see. I don't know. Go do some research. I don't know. So I'm yeah. really bad that way. But... I like yeah, the chakras. So I don't know what the colors are, but I like the the representation of them. I totally get that. I feel like when there's a, if it's a throat chakra issue, I get that. I feel like I I'm, it's in my throat where something gets stuck. Like the word can't come out because you're just keeping it there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I I get that more now. I definitely mm-hmm. feel it, but I don't know the colors well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think oh I should learn that, but like there's just so much to learn yeah yeah There's, you could be on like a learning quest but so much you know what's really yeah. funny though it's kind of all the same yeah. when you start to learn these things you're like man this stuff all just intertwines into itself like it's all this we're all just trying to get the same yeah thing you don't out, know the word you know? yeah it's like when i started doing this color thing people would say oh well that's that chakra and i'd say maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah. or, I, or i'd 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 have like some kind of download. I'll I'd write 
a post or I'd write a message or something. And I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't necessarily understand always what I was writing. But mm -hmm. then someone would read it and then they would totally understand it. And I'd say, oh, you're <laughs> familiar with these terms? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And, and they'd tell me what text it came <laughs> from. And I'd be like, oh, wow, that's really, I must have, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, you know, yeah. like you're right. So when you, okay, when you get those downloads and stuff that just make you write stuff, I, I uh, like that's, let me ask you, how do you think? Do you think in words or do you think in thoughts and shapes? Does that make sense? Pictures. Visually. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, because my thoughts, like I close my eyes, I see black. But my thoughts come to me as words. Like I'm there's, a there's words a, person, but then I also see um, pictures in my head sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's burnt out for me. That That projector light went out a long time ago. How so? I, I just, I don't get a lot of, I used to get visuals when I was a lot younger. I, I've lost that visual sense. I don't know if it's, if it could very well be screens. Maybe screens have fried my third eye where I like, you know, oh, it's gosh, off. Maybe. But I, I <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I, I don't get it. I get swirls of color occasionally, but it's very. Like uh, when you meditate or when you're just out and about? No, whenever. When I, when I try to go to that place. Mm -hmm. Uh, that place is, you know, just mm -hmm. like I, outer space. I feel like I, when I picture someone, I could, I could, or somewhere, I can be there and I can feel where I am. I can oh, smell things no. and like I can, I just can totally see and like surround myself with all the senses. Whereas like he's very just, um, I like can words paint that and, with words. Yeah. I can describe those feelings and I can feel those feelings, but it needs to be through words that that's just me now mm -hmm. i would like to hopefully be able to have vision again yeah when i <laughs> that's interesting every because everyone is so different mm -hmm. and everyone has another the other thing is everyone can do this stuff right? yeah yeah, yeah. Everyone, I, I, yeah i believe that it's just everyone, practice practice right i think that's what the machine is for some people are here to do it like almost like excuse me a full-time job right some people mm -hmm. are not we all have different purposes but everyone mm -hmm. has it when I do a shamanic session, yeah, I get taken. It's almost like uh, I'm in a, I be, it's almost like a movie. So I'll actually be, um, like if I'm going down a waterfall, I'll actually, like, I'll actually be taken on these journeys. It's really interesting. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It, it's always in color. I'm very, very visual, which is very strange because I didn't have a visual psychedelic journey at all so that's what see that's okay so that's so where weird. i did that's yeah. where i got reintroduced to my eyes being closed and there being a world of color it wasn't until i was introduced to psychedelics where i where i saw that again where mm. i was like that feeling of being a kid where where you your kid i remember my imagination vividly now my imagination is just it was the psychedelics that let me see again mm. if that makes sense oh interesting yeah mm -hmm. yeah they're really so potent. I mean, I think for, you know, so many conditions, um, they're just incredible. In the right yeah. set and setting, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. never, just have to... <laughs> never spiritual yeah. before psychedelics. And then once psychedelics were introduced. Yeah, both of you have kind of said that, which I yeah. think. So you were both people of science. I wasn't so much. Like, I grew up Catholic and, you know, I kind of, I had this, like, feeling that I was like, there's got to be more to this. But I didn't know. I was never given any kind of 
I wasn't religious at all. Um, but yeah, never given an experience where I was like, yes, like I know until psychedelics. And I was actually able to see the other side. And then I was like, oh, and it was just this, this, the most familiar feeling I've mm-hmm. ever had. Like I was home and I was like, what the hell? I've been here so many times. Like, and, and so after that, I then started meditating. I was like, I, I want to get here. Um, I want to experience that on a uh, day-to-day basis if I can. And that's when I start practicing. And now when I meditate, I visualize like where I want to be or, you know, and so practicing that now I can experience more when I meditate, um, just more detail. Yeah. But yeah, just, just to practice. and It's all bad sales though. It's, it's how they sell it. They sold it to us wrong. I know. You know, they, well, they yeah, sold they us everything. Want you, as soon as religion, you take it, you're like, oh. Yeah, religion yeah. sells you it wrong. And they're, Well, the States know. has several places that are, I guess, I don't know if you guys listen to Tim Ferriss. Do you listen to Tim uh, I've heard, yeah, yeah, I've listened to some of his stuff. I don't mm-hmm. do it regularly. Yeah, he's like, he's really big into working on getting this stuff legalized. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know some places are... Some places are legalizing some of it. Yes, DC, I think just DC yeah. just said uh, all the natural psychedelics. So mushrooms, uh, mushrooms. I think ayahuasca and peyote. Mm. So but you they know still what? Haven't like, done LSD. like I do think that we need to legalize some of this stuff. But I've only done it once, and I can tell you, and I I did a pretty high dose, right? Because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, let's just get it over with. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like. If the wrong person does this, someone could suffer a really terrible Absolutely. psychotic break. Absolutely. You still have Charles Manson. Never forget Charles Manson. He was also a product of psychedelics in the 60s. and yeah. But that was where you go, you know, you took it a little too far. It's a fine, you took it. fine There's line. still always two directions. Because you can panic too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was like having physical sensations. And I mean, I, I you know, I thought, you know, so if you're not... Already, you lost your marbles. You, it's very quick. You yeah. can be very quick to panic. I mean, mm-hmm. if I, like, I, you know, because I'd been in some of these states before, I knew what was happening. Like, mm-hmm. I knew what was happening. And even though the voice wasn't telling me, even before the voice said, just, like, chill out, relax, I, I could feel myself thinking, wow, like, I could really lose my shit right now. Like, I could mm-hmm. really panic. And then... It's like, okay, I know it's like my, nothing's happening to my body. I just feel like it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then I could, I, and then I could kind of control it more, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if you, like, I, I, I don't know, if you break into that panic, I, it's like you need someone really skilled to help you. Yeah, and really then if you lean into it, you. yes. It's yeah. very, and that's it gets why very you should tricky. have someone who knows what you they're doing. A, you should have a sitter. Yeah, a mm-hmm. sitter. Well, see, what's funny is I took a very scientific approach to so taking I. it because I took a very late in life. So I did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of people. Like I did like a really hands-on approach, like just going anytime I would come across someone, they did it, they had a story, I would always get it. There was a very general thing. If you were under 25, that's where people had, anytime there was a story of a bad trip, Mm -hmm. it was always someone under 25. Mm -hmm. Like that's when they first experienced it. Oh, I was in high school. I was this, I was that. That was the age kind of gap. And then uh, the only other time when it was older than that was when uh, when it was around bad people. If there yes. was a trip around bad people or mm-hmm. bad energy, that would also cause a bad trip. But otherwise, it was always a positive experience. 
or it was something that you know you yeah. go well it's you know you learn some things and but you really learn a lot about yourself uh from it it's it's uh yeah, I definitely still wouldn't recommend it to everybody because that's mm-hmm. your first initial reaction. You do it and you're like, everybody's got to try this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you yeah. start to realize, you go, no, not everybody, but it will help a lot of people. But there's still, you know. You have to be sure. Like yeah. I, I was yeah. kind of like you. I did a couple of years. I read every book. I mean, nothing prepares you for it, but you kind of think, okay, I, I found someone that had you know, facilitated it many times to people of science. Mm-hmm. So doctors yes, who yes. wanted to become less conventional and figure this out and you know be able to talk about it with patients blah, blah. so i was like okay you've been with people that are pretty like have no experience with this stuff and he's like yes yeah. so i i really trusted him he was very spiritual and did the whole thing the setting was perfect like the music the whole thing mm-hmm. um but and so i remember yeah at one point looking over and thinking and, that, and that's when I realized it's like it really is a, such a personal thing. Like even if I was feeling out of control, no one's going to help you. It's all in it's your yeah. mind. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's part you of know, the journey you have too. To let it wear off. Yeah. yeah. You have to learn to control your mind. Yeah. I think that's where those bad trips are. That's the lesson in the bad trip. Mm-hmm. Figure out to, a yeah. way to control your shit. Yeah. Because we because we all have it and we all are capable of those moments. So, so no one can escape that. So figure out how to control it. Figure out how to deal with that, yeah. that issue that you're, you know, that you're yeah. ready to lose it over. Just because it'll bring up real things about yeah, yeah. you that you real need to things. look at or deal yeah. with. And and usually when people fight it, no, I don't want to look at that. That's when it really, and then it'll um, double up on Spank, those yeah. those fear um, mm-hmm. emotions. So it really shows you that there's this direct connection to your experience and your emotional yeah. state. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you just let go and trust and you're like, okay, I'm going to ride this, then it everything gets better and it's nice. But if you're fighting it and you're like, nope, oh no, I'm, oh, and then you just get scared and that will like rever- reverb and just. But isn't that a good analogy just for life? Yeah. yeah. Like, isn't that just yeah. like the more you try and control, the worse it gets, the more mm-hmm. fearful, the worse it gets, the yeah. more you're just like, well, Damn, that's real, you know, like, oh, well, this will pass. Like, I always say to people, nothing's going to kill you. But that's mm. I used to yeah. view life like that. Like I, I when I look back on life, I got through a lot of life because of that. Just going like, ah, eh, just go with the flow, go with it. And then it seems like now you're almost reverting back <laughs> away from that. You know what I mean? Like now with everything going on. My head is filled with a lot more fear that I don't want. I want no part of it. I just want to be able to go back to this, you know, my my regular carefree flow. But it's getting a lot difficult now uh, with with all going on because it's putting you into those kind of fear states, whether you want to or not. So you have to bring yourself back to that psychedelic feeling and say, okay, how do, more do I control you. my? Well, yeah. <laughs> how do I control my mind? Pretend you pretend you're in a on a psychedelic experience how do yeah. i mm-hmm. stay in control of this right um but then that's the still being enjoy more it. in control then we start fucking up right i know i know then i get it it's line. it's a it's a line to dance with because another sure thing is. you realize is on psychedelics you're so aware that you're aware that you're choosing yeah. every emotion you're choosing how you react to everything going on around you it's but I very clear not. it's a choice you're like okay i could i'm gonna choose to just love in this moment and then that love will double 
Um, no, but you got to remember. See, but there's ways too that. Yeah. Uh, but I see. I beg to differ because of because of the idea. Well, that, you don't have to beg to differ. That was my experience. No, I I I don't need to take <laughs> away from the experience. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to gaslight her. I don't care. But just in the sense of in the sense of if we're because you can't that feeling of like I lost my train of thought now. Fuck. Of love. Yeah, because it's almost like you can't always just be in that. No, you know what I mean, but but if you have a choice, I mean, for me, because if it's a if choice, energy, then I'd rather be like chill and loving. No, but that's okay. Sorry, I remembered now. If our energy can get taken over, yeah. right? Like if you have to protect your energy when you do those things you do when you get out of mind, then isn't there things that maybe is not us per se doing it? Could it not be that then there's other forces and energy that are making us do non-loving things? Do you know what I mean? Because I, cause I definitely feel mm-hmm. that way sometimes mm-hmm. where you go, I know me acting a certain way isn't me, but I'm, but something's doing it. Something's do just kind of taking that ship. When you're just driving, like it sounds really weird, but do you ever have those thoughts of <laughs> just taking a drive and you're just like, I wonder what it would feel like to just like drive up on the sidewalk and hit a like no i've done it i've done it too many times where i know the feeling like these spontaneous thoughts Mm. are also uh, not not yours a lot of the time right Mm -hmm. those i call thinking that's true that's that's to me just regular thought like that's me always that's the comedic mind for me but just to go things i mean doing yeah it's like a quentin tarantino movie right like someone has oh, to think it in order stuff. to be do you really I love yeah. yeah see i'm a big i'm a big fan of film like that i just like different i like that um i don't know him as a person whatever i'm not gonna but just his filmmaking is always intriguing to me um but you almost need to have those thoughts because it almost becomes like into thought crime territory right where you go if you can't mm-hmm. have those thoughts then we start getting into like just uh thought policing Mm -hmm. And that's a dangerous territory to take. So you have to find an outlet for you to get these thoughts out. But then I I see both sides too. I see the danger in it. It's like these thoughts are always floating around. You're going to pick them up. It doesn't mean that like you created it because you're a bad person. It's like these thoughts are there and and they'll come into our consciousness. And I think that's part of us um, having to then... Um, accept the dark side of ourselves, you know, because Ooh. that's a very. Real but then that thing. can't be loving. See, can't. Well, no, I mean, you, it's uh, it's. I but fun. I I accept that side of myself, but then still choose love. So it's like I can look at that part of me, and I don't believe like it can still be there. And I think it's good to yeah, use I that guess. that part when you need to. Like yeah, and the bad is teaching us things. Right, mm-hmm. the bad, like when you don't, when you want to get away from something, is probably when you need to sit with it the most. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what it is. I just need to make better decisions, choose love more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. yeah I guess majority, that's it. right? Yeah, it's like more I guess than that's 50%. that's fair to say, but it's hard to do. Yeah. Easier said than, than done. done. Well, when you're afraid, yeah, it's very difficult. right. And so, so when you have an outside system constantly putting you in fear, like I get it. If I threw my phone away, that would but, be like a. But I would that, love that also. Putting you in fear. Mm-hmm. That's not a good term to... That's not a good thing to say, right? No, I know, but I'm confronting the honesty. That's but that's me. I get is it. Is it putting you into fear or are you just... No, it's me. I'm choosing what to follow. I, I get it. I know. But it's like... But it's that thing of me... I get it. I, I There's two worlds to live, but then the world I live in, part of the world I live in yeah. is the observation of what my fellow man is doing. True. Not and they're having from, control... 
they're dictating. Yeah. Like, like right. my, my thing on, like I follow a lot of f- stupid uh, Instagram accounts because my interest is the people. Like I like reading the comments because I like to see like what are people, what what's the buzz? What are people saying about what kind of topic? Right, and you see how people attack each other, how people fight. I like to observe that because then it lets me maneuver out there. I know what to expect because Mm. I know what kind of people I'm dealing with. That's your news almost. Yeah, because Mm. I mean, when you think about it, you know everybody acts like a a, a keyboard warrior where they're like, they have that anonymity and they don't care. So you go, well, that's the thoughts I'm dealing with out there. Mm -hmm. That's what people are really thinking. So when I walk around without a mask, I'm aware of the comments that people are making in their minds. And I'm okay. I, I can handle it, but I almost need that in order for me to be able to understand that. Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, to not pass judgment sort of on these people where I'm like, I get it. This is what they think because of this. I can understand them better. Whereas right. if I didn't have that, right. I would just walk around and someone would give me a look and I'd be like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? If I didn't know that there was this bigger right. topic. So you're looking at news or you're looking at people's responses to things so that you know what they're thinking or feeling. Yeah, because that's where people are honest. That's where people really, you get a side of people that... uh, (laughs) Oh, that's the the sink. Um, Yeah, you get get a a level of honesty that you wouldn't get on most... uh, in most uh, accounts with the person, you know? So imagine having that insight... I always try and explain this to my boyfriend. It's very hard. Like, imagine living every single day with, with, like, with that when you just go outside and go by people. So for me, like... Like hearing people's thoughts? Not hearing them, but... I... Listen, can I... Seeing how around the, like, being... It personally like seeing and feeling what you don't want to know about them all i the know time. people can mm. hear me i know it <laughs> i know no listen i've had too many encounters where what i said in here was heard and responded to outside i have a very good poker face i know how to not show something on my face it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. i know but but that's that- what made me very aware of that where where I know where I can keep it, but I've had responses. I've had things answered to a mm-hmm. to something that I said internally. Mm-hmm. I've heard it uh, answered or repeated back to me yep. externally, yep. and that uh, it it really messed me up. It's like that that idea of uh, what was that Mel Gibson? What women want? Yes, remember that? Mm-hmm. Like yes. that? I understood that on a very real level, yes. where you're like, you know. Be easy with what you think because people can yes. uh, can hear that. I get that. And this is also, you know, this is why <laughs> I need breaks away from people sometimes because being in gatherings with people or being around people is very, it's it's overwhelming. Like, yeah. Even the littlest things, you know, like Justin and I went to do, look at a car yesterday. He, we're selling our cars and just getting one and it's this whole thing. And we went to do this test test drive right so i was like okay yeah i'll come with all just the worst dealerships car Mm -hmm. salesman (laughs) and this young car sales this young guy came out and uh and he was telling us stuff and so for me i get it like 
it's almost like a script is downloading. So mm-hmm. someone will say something and then it'll be like, no, that's not true. This is true. Or someone will say, wow. so I'll hear, I'll almost like hear it in my mind. I'm, I'm comp- it's almost like I'm so per- um, intimate almost with the person and it's like, like they're whispering people I don't want to know. Yeah. Things I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Right. So then he's, te- he's telling us something and then I'm like, no, that's not true. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not my car thing. I'm just there to do the test driver. It's not my purchase, not my thing. So I'm just kind of listening and he's saying something and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that's not true. You that's just know he's either. lying? I just know, right? Because you hear his lying. You can hear can, the deceit. Yeah, I can hear it and I can feel it. So I can mm-hmm. feel it, right? Mm-hmm. So then, <laughs> but I'm letting him do his car salesman thing, right? Sure, and I'm sure. like, You're good to have around. <laughs> it's scary sometimes, right? So yeah. then we, so then he leaves. He's like, you know, he puts the plastic around the car and stuff because, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. So he puts it on the seat and stuff. And so Justin gets in and I get in the passenger and I look at Justin. And I'm like, you know that isn't true and that isn't true either and i have like i would say be very cautious and he's used to it by now right mm. so he's like okay okay right so then i'm like Mm-mm, i don't think that this and so in my head but it's also like i have to find that line because people have to make their own decisions yes right? yeah but, okay i can't but, not can't can't interfere here's the thing though That's too right. i feel that way a million percent on everything yeah. i really because i've done it many times i've interfered with a lot and I sort of am able to see my uh, the the consequences of my actions. Mm-hmm. I see, so I try not to get involved. Mm-hmm. I try to merely watch. But there is also uh, what I'm learning is, I think men. I think part of the male female uh, power dynamics, the energies. I think it's very difficult for men to understand that concept. That that. Because I do find it's almost more female that that psychic feel is. Or even if it's not female, it's on yeah, more perhaps. effeminate men. Like, I just, I noticed that. I, I, I haven't been read by a lot of, like, you know, manly, masculine men. I haven't gotten that male energy from a psychic point of view, right? It's always mm-hmm. a very female thing. that, And I think it takes a lot for a man to be able to comprehend that. Like it's a very difficult thing for for men to get that. Like I could, I get why they, why we burnt you guys as witches. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. but when you start talking that yeah. crazy talk, it makes sense when it's two hundred years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it doesn't. Now we have information. I now we can know better. Literal families of my, I had literal members of my family burned at the stake. Apparently. <gasps> no. Yeah. See, way. like I I totally get it. I holistic. totally get it. Yeah, yeah that's it. We, we yeah. were just the the doctor. Like we were the holistic. Yeah. You understood What's wrong the with energy. Me? Yeah, and we yeah. could tell you. You right? made potions. But you then made the cauldrons of yeah. I get the it. The science man. world totally came and was yeah. like, "That's woohoo! You guys are crazy." Cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kooks. The well, we have kooks. intuition. That's the yeah, thing. and again, men don't. Men have very poor intuition. Well, I mean, I've experienced moments of intuition. And you're right. We all have it. We all have it, but. It's, yeah. You're right, but just like, I think it's just like the way we have, but I, I, you know the way they say we have both male and female energy within us? Yes, yeah. So I believe that too, and I do feel like you can almost now tell when what energy takes over who more, you know what I mean? You could tell when someone is more female energy, doesn't mean they're a woman, but you could just tell when there's a more female energy to someone, when there's a more male energy to someone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think maybe that's part of it. But but generally speaking, I do feel like the female energy is more 
uh, emotional, more feel-based. Man is more logistic, uh, you know, uh, direction-based. It's like what we're supposed to do, right? If we're supposed to protect, we got to know, like, landscapes, geography, uh, um, maps, shit like that. We need to know navigation, right? It's your job to do, not job, you know, it's it's your kind of... Uh, role or responsibility to to do different things to provide a female energy to the situation but it's very difficult to to translate that without it getting to the usual you know you're just abroad what do you know about cars or whatever it is <laughs> right like in in those in those because uh, i get it I, I i feel like i get it maybe i don't maybe i'm talking crazy yeah but. no it's true it's true but i have to also sometimes be careful because I do have to let people make their own decisions, mm-hmm. even though, so everything happens in an instant. So we're standing in the parking lot, and <laughs> I see that not happening, that conversation happening, then a new car coming up, and then this car being put on the back burner, and da 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 And it happens in, like, a moment before we even get in the car. <laughs> but, you know, and, and initially, you know, I used to get in trouble for this. I used to be like, well, you're, you have to tell me, like, you should always be telling me the truth. And I'm like... Yeah, I should, but at the same time, you can't handle. Uh, it, no, it's just like you, you don't want to invade on. You don't want to encroach, right, on someone mm. else's. But sure enough, today, <laughs> uh, Justin said to me, he's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know, right? I don't know about this and that because of the accident. And I was like, I had already seen it in my head, right? And then he found another. He's like, well, I found this other one. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I think. And I was like, yeah. You're like not telling that. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, right? So I could I like. see he, the timeline he chose, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And and I was like, he's like, well, and then so he knows now. He's like, well, what, what do you get a better feeling on? And I'm like, yeah, I think the choice that you're making is a good one. He's like, yeah, mm. I think so too. So he, he yeah. found his way. Yeah. I knew the way he would find but he had to find it. Right. And if he had chosen the other way, I I would have been like, you might get some problems down the road, but it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Because You said that? Yeah. Yeah, see, but that's... lessons he has to learn. Yeah, that's like the... He has free will, you know. And you I don't remember know, the Matrix? And anything could change. Right. Yeah, did you ever yeah. watch The Matrix? Yes. Remember that part where the Oracle tells him, uh, don't worry about the vase? And he no. knocks the vase over. Oh, yes. And he goes... Yes. You know, and then she goes, what's really going to bake your noodle is would you have uh, knocked it over if I hadn't said mm-hmm. anything? That's mm-hmm. that nice little mm-hmm. nugget where you're like, eh, that This there. way might be harder, but it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. This way is going to be easier. Like the question, did he yeah. even, did he make that choice on his own or was it because you provided him with the understanding of another option? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. So it's almost like you're, yeah, like we're supposed to help. But his, like, I think <laughs> when you're around someone enough who leads, because he's also very science, practical, logic, proof. Male brain. But since he's been with me, it's really, so it's interesting how the people who are around can really, um, so now it's like, yeah, change the way we make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's still that person's decision, but it's interesting to see the way people, um, change like like, oh yeah there's something to the intuition like there's something i never again i was never with i thought women were nuts i did i thought you guys were all (laughs) batshit crazy you're just a chauvinist (laughs) Uh (laughs) pure pure misogynist awful but um 
No, it wasn't until I I met her where I really because again I've I've been in other relationships where I've I've been presented even with the same ideas, but I totally you know viewed it differently at the time and it and it you know just it didn't make sense to me. Now with her, like I I even I get it. She's you know her entire family. She comes from witches, but she doesn't. <laughs> they like yeah. She laughs Are about you, it and shit. And is you ha- is your family very in? Yeah, they're a hundred percent. and it's like just crazy shit. And oh. I have yeah. a cousin. We're Scottish, so the Celtic kind of resonates with me for sure. But never we were never like practicing. But I have a cousin who, since she was a kid, has been. She travels astrally, oh. and like death and her like death has come to her and like she had this whole thing where she was terrified and then had come to like be a friend with death and uh, she gets shown visions of she had someone she knew who uh, she had a vision of him being shot and the next day he was shot so she's very very um, on the other side like she's very in tune um my mom, when her sister passed away, she became... It wasn't until that um, huge mm, tragedy, um, tragedy yeah. that, that lift, like brought her there because yeah. she was just looking for answers and she needed to know. And then so she was shown. And um, so that was like what started. So we're all like... We all have our own kind of like ways we got into it. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. in there. Yeah, all witches. Every one of them, yeah. but, but it never made sense. you're also very intuitive, right? You're also very tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, but it took me a long time to tune in. I was very much plugged in. I, I, I have a very matrix story. Like I was very just in the system, doing everything regular, you know, just living life, Normal nine to job. five, average Joe, all that stuff. And just life just kept getting worse. Like, I was getting everything that you, like, are told you want, but it just never, you know what I mean? There was never anything satisfying to it. So, it just, uh, that kind of caused me to uh, want to chase my dreams. That's what sort of, like, that's what pushed me into comedy, and then comedy kind of sort of awakened me more as a, Mm -hmm. like, it, it awakened me to who I was. I was always observational, but it was just kind of i guess i would keep to myself more so that let me but i wouldn't say an intuitive outlet, an outlet. Yeah. yeah yes the talk therapy it, that yeah. was my talk therapy that's what really right. allowed me to uh shape my thoughts and and figure out ways on getting my my ideas into a a, a way to uh present it to people but um yeah i was never intuitive i've had like now that you know after meeting her after coming across her entire witch family, and uh, I see. There's all there's all females. It's like a family of yeah, full females. females. It doesn't even make too. sense. Everyone, we have it's two just male cousins, poor things, and they have to. <laughs> and but I we're never mostly saw, all females. Yeah, yeah. I never saw any of the red flags. I didn't see. I didn't understand <laughs> it. I didn't know what to look for when it came to witchcraft. None of that stuff, right? So I didn't know any of the stuff. But it wasn't until after I met her where where uh, I started to v- develop an understanding of this stuff and. Like even yeah, I had I had it's only happened to me a couple times. Like, you know that feeling of deja vu, mm-hmm. but it was a different feeling from deja vu because I could predict what was coming instead of that feeling like I've been here. Mm-hmm. So that I I had it a few times. Like I had it once on this. I saw this person coming up, and then I just saw them wiping out, and they wiped out right in front of me. Like it was just this thing where 
I had it as a heads up, and I there was no way to explain that, right? Like that it because mm-hmm. it was a feeling more than just like mm-hmm. a foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, it was that worse than. And then uh, you don't know to trust it. You're like, yes, it's okay, like a spider sense. This. Yeah. Exactly, and that's yeah. the whole practice too. Is that because oh, after it gut. happens, and you're like, oh my god, I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. But but it's that you have. I think the whole practice is is trusting that little feeling and knowing it's true instead of like because I'll always second guess <laughs> yeah and just be like no but yeah. it, it it you that's it it'll be like turn now and I'll be like no you know I'm gonna go here yep. and then nope I hit a huge traffic jam or whatever it's like it's you that gut the yeah. gut yeah see I I, I mm-hmm. yeah I see it differently yeah I kind of see how to see signs now I guess a little bit too mm-hmm. oh signs yeah. like you know the the number stuff I used mm-hmm. to think that was more kooky shit like 11, I, 11, 55, yeah. 50, All of it, yeah. man. Now I know, like, even when I'm driving, when you catch a car or whatever, and you're like, man, you just, I, I flow with it. And when you go with that flow, you just start to feel like you're working at the right timing. Yes. If that yep. makes sense. You're like, everything is just path. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to explain to people, that there yeah. is a path to it's walk, really that there is, you know, <laughs> these journeys to take in life and people always say that too they're always like well how do i like how do i do it you know how do i trust my intuition and it's like okay well everything you've ever done when you've had a feeling and then decided to get more proof and they're like yeah i'm like forget that <laughs> yeah. yeah like the proof you can go into mainstream media right and get proof after proof after proof but is that proof right like mm. you don't need the proof like yeah. and it's fascinating i said this a couple times to people it's like what would happen if tomorrow we found out that everything was bullshit not (laughs) only mainstream media but all this other stuff well like so you had no information on covid and you'd have to go you'd have to base your next move on what your body told you Mm. and it's hard to like to think of that right to conceptualize a thought process around that because it's 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 not it's not the laws of the universe right there's always going to be something Mm -hmm. but what if there isn't it's like what if the only thing you had was you right wow Mm. just start there yes Mm. go back to the absolute basics and and listen to yourself because you know you know but see what's funny is it almost seems like it takes it takes everybody their own journey to get to that and that's i guess why it makes sense now I'm, I'm I'm beginning to I guess understand too why you can't have everybody know everything at once, right? Because mm. I couldn't imagine somebody like you, look you tell everybody the whole rabbit hole and you you mm-hmm. leak everything, but then you go a six year old has to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a weird because th- he hasn't done he hasn't taken his journey to yeah. go. Okay, I can comprehend all this information and take it in. Yeah. Right. So now I'm I'm beginning to see that thing of like. It's weird because because you, you got to confront it. You don't want everybody to know the truth because you know not everybody can handle it right away. And I don't think that everybody everybody will. Right, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing I think for for some people too. Like they'll be left. They, yeah, they yeah. Be left. That's what I'm struggling with is because I've had these experiences. You just want everyone to know, and you want it. And you want it, but they can't hear what they aren't ready to hear. Because it, it's the two timelines. 
Mm. right yes like i always see that in my head too i always see the two and now the two timelines are interconnected like i actually have more people now that were on the different timeline for me um meeting me and saying and reading the information or requesting the information where i would have been like oh wow that's interesting these people are now making a conscious choice to come over right so i can see the top like in my head i can see the two timelines where they were Mm. like that now they're kind of like that oh cool and so it's fascinating like um how people people it doesn't seem like people are waking up but when all you when your life is about like talking about this stuff and someone messages you and says yeah you know yesterday I didn't feel this way, but now today I do. Like, what does that mean? And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, it happens literally overnight. Yes. They're like, now I see it, but I don't know why now I see it. It's like, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. They must that, have just been, they had something that was open to receiving, yeah. and then it was just like, here, a drop or a download. Yeah. Because the energy is is rising, the vibration, that's what you hear, right? It's mm-hmm. like the energy of the earth is is rising up and we had a similar situation with a friend of ours who was like super mask 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 was really like wouldn't hug us wouldn't come near us and then we saw her not too long ago and she was like oh my god i have so much like to talk about because she, now she's anti-mask like anti all this oh stuff my god. yeah she sees yeah. it now she yeah. she she got Total 180 I, I get it i get how everybody got fooled in the beginning too because yeah. it was very new for a lot of people so that's that's just i get it that's were tough. you guys there were you guys like march april may were you kind of no i caught the bullshit from the yeah, start right I away just, i knew what was <laughs> yeah. up part of that too i think is because uh, again i've i've been focused on my health so that's something yeah. where it's strange to go like now i have nobody like i have bums just whatever telling me how i need to mm-hmm. take my health into my own hands yeah. like it's, it's a very bizarre conversation to have yeah. you know what i mean to be at an you know an organic grocery store and they're trying to tell you about health with a mask you go it's yeah. just this instant mm-hmm. contradiction that mm-hmm. nobody sees mm-hmm. and you go well now i have to i have to handle this and i don't even know how yeah right because just because losing my shit and going and telling this guy the truth isn't going to do anything i'm not going to i'm not yeah. going to convert him now yeah. right i'm not going to convert him and he's going to go oh, i see it now but there's something there where you go like there's uh, there's got to be a way to handle it outside of legal recourse you know i i i believe in the human yeah. spirit and the human connection i feel like i feel like part of it is words right like what combination of words will get the right idea out right tone i you know it's a lot of things but but you know the difficult yeah okay these people don't see it but what really gets me is you know this whole time people like us right here i'm just gonna go off for a minute like yeah the people that haven't been for masking or vaccines like it's like we're supposed to and we have been this way we're supposed to say you know what it's your life, your decision. Basically, go in peace, live your life, kill yourself if you want. Mm-hmm. One less person on the earth, whatever, right? I know it sounds mean, but... So we're supposed to do that, right? And then stay confined, right? Mm. Whereas those people have never said that to me. Mm. Like, they've never said, you know what? Hmm, yeah, I don't agree with you. Um, 
I'm going to do what's best for me and get the shot. But you know what? You just, you should have your freedom. I've, I've never had anyone say that to me. Yeah. Like anytime you even bring up a little bit with someone like this, that's why, you know what? I just block these people from my account. Like people are like, well, people should have a freedom of speech. I'm like, number one, it's my, it's my account. Yeah. Number two, like there's no reasoning with these people. Like they come onto my page and they'll say something and they'll say like, you, you're killing people. You're a, you're a terrible son of a bitch, right? Oh, that's like, right. You get, you get death that. threats, right? You've got yes. death threats. That's, that's terrible to me. And mm. so, that's, that's awful. Like, that drives me nuts. Yeah. It's, but, but then I'm supposed to be inclusive, like mm. calm. Oh yeah. Go in peace. No, no. And then they'll come that's... back and say, Oh, you're going to block me. I'll say, yeah, because you are not having a conversation with me. Right? Mm. Like I've told you to do what you want, but I still have to conform to you. Right. And that's big. That's like a get on my fair. level shit. Yeah. If you want it's to talk, get on my level. Yeah. That's that's what it respectful. feels like. Yeah. And you know what I want to say is that like, especially as women, we're like all like pro, you know, people are like pro-choice, especially, especially like yeah, I find I a lot of the mask people are like, it's my choice. But, but when it comes to this, it's like, nope, you have no choice. It's like, you have to conform to what everyone's doing. And the other thing. I'm just going to go off for a second here. Mm-hmm. The other thing with these vaccine people, and I just heard a story of a couple that's doing this. They want to go on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they want to go on vacation. So they're getting the vaccine. Sure. Mm-hmm. So my question is, okay, so then you believe in the vaccine. Oh no, we think it's bullshit, but we just want to go on vacation. Yeah. Okay. But it's our choice. No. So this is, this is kind of where it's like, oh, you know, you have to give everyone. No, 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 no. You are going to be getting the vaccine to go on vacation. And so you're basically further contributing to the hindrance of my abilities to live my life freely because you're basically saying to the government, hey, look, it's working. Like, we're just going to do whatever you want and (laughs) further allow people to crack down on me. So no, you don't even care about this this virus, right? Quote unquote, but you're still doing it. The mm. ultimate, ultimate example of zero sovereignty, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want your you want your vacation so badly that you're willing to make more rules for us. Hey, great. So now you are infringing on my life. You're infringing on my life and that's not right. And that's where I mm. kind of get like, it's like if someone would put a mask on their four month old baby. Yeah, I would say something. It's not my kid, but you know what? That's child abuse. And I will say that. Mm. So there's certain yeah. lines that I am willing to cross. Right. That I wasn't a few months ago because now it's getting extreme. It's like, oh, laws on top of laws and, oh, vaccine passports. and. Well, that's what that's where it, I just yeah. don't understand why people don't, how they can't see the correlation. This is nobody looks 70 years ago. Nobody's seeing the similarities where you yeah. go. You know, we were upset not that long ago. Everybody was upset that people had barcodes stamped on their forearms. And that was, you know, crazy. How could people possibly do something so horrific? What did they do? They tested on them. They filled them with all kinds of stuff. Oh, but it was for the betterment of, of medicine. And you go, mm-hmm. they did all these things and horrible things. And we had to make laws because of it. And nobody can see the similarities. You don't see turning someone away from a grocery store. <laughs> Wasn't there some politician that wanted uh, something on someone's jacket? 
that to indicate when there was some politician that wanted something so that you could see who had the vaccine. Oh, they were they were talking about mask colors. They were talking about until uh, someone said uh, there was a few different this methods. This kind of sounds like Nazi Germany, yeah. and I guess the idea mm-hmm. got shuffled yeah. to the back for now. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we're not going to let you leave the country unless you get this shot that you don't know, A, you don't know what's in it, B, you can't sue us if something happens. So you're you're supposed to, like, just put everything to chance, all your trust into these people. For what? Well, like, it feels so like... So you can't, like, so you can go to Mexico or whatever. It's like, that's why we should say no. Like, 100%. if they're like, I'm going to take your freedom... Unless you do this, you should say no to that because that is your freedoms. And as soon as you give that up, you're done. So Florida is on fire. They're this DeSantis it. guy, yeah. he's incredible, right? He's He came out, I think it was today or yesterday, saying no vaccine passports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Like yeah. he's he's the one who told Biden to go him. fuck himself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I like, like that, man. I like the guys that are taking those challenges mm-hmm. but it does because on my perspective but from one where guy. i'm looking yeah, yeah it feels like a losing battle like when yeah. when i'm the only one in the store you know i'm the difficult one it feels like a if when i'm looking around <laughs> it's hard for me to keep uh hope that people are going to be uh so cool with or you know up against fighting these these uh, vaccines, but the, I do have hope in the sense that we have always been this way. There have always been people that have refused the the testing and the vaccines. It's always been historical. They just don't talk about it, which I I now see and understand. Yeah. So maybe we'll just you know we'll continue to be the weirdos. I just I just hope that we're not. You know I just hope <laughs> that the people saying, well, yeah you know okay, we're just going to be outcasts. Like, I hope that these people are still saying that when um, when they come to your door to take you to some camp. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... People will probably just ask what test. kind of camp. That'll be the true test, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what they're... They're going to sell it as a science camp. That's what they'll sell it as. They'll sell well, it as space camp. They'll just say, like, these people they'll are go, dangerous. We're, we're they're sick. You to... They're going to make you sick. So we're going to put them away into this camp for your own safety. And then everyone will be fine with that. I mean, look at us. Are we sick? No. No. Hell no. I haven't got sick. I think part of that is also what bothers so, people, too. I think some people get bothered by seeing healthy people. Because you're like, fuck this guy. You know what he pisses them a... off even more? When you tell people that you have... Like, I legitimately have some kind of weird autoimmune problem. Right? Yeah, you don't have to tell us. Your your uh, your medical conditions are entirely up to your own privacy. You actually don't have Shouldn't to disclose Shouldn't I be them to anyone. the one, like, that that's, like, like dead by now? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, and You're compromised. Yeah, like, people in my family... My mom has, like, diabetes, you know? Like, she she's come over many times. Like, oh, no, I mean, she's... She's high risk. Like the people are nuts, right? I mean, how am I still alive? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're we're uh, walking Damn. miracles, I guess. Freaks of nature, <laughs> yeah. exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. could this be? All right. Well, I guess. Uh, do you have anything you want to you want to say? Promote anything? No, I mean, people, we, I guess, where they can find me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, what's your tag? You? Your Instagram? Oh, Maggie Integrative Healing. And, People aren't uh, going to know how to spell that. I know. Well, how about my webpage, uh, whitewillowholistic.com. Whitewillowholistic.com. Yeah, we'll put it all wherever this goes or gets banned from. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have it tagged correctly. 
um yeah thank you so much for for yeah, talking you. all kinds of yeah crazy talk yeah uh, it's yeah. fun thank you yeah appreciate this <laughs> thank you goodbye <Yeah. laughs>